Oh, should I go ahead and start? <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Oh my gosh. Did Dave say uh, what? Did Dave tell you that Boy, I called him one move about asking him to stay on the sun by the server? Time? No. Recording started. <laughs> I said we'll try it. Uh, you know, I think I got started my, recording. I think I got my. Uh, oh my god! If you can't tell, I've been drinking since six o'clock. <laughs> You guys told Excellent. me. You guys, you guys told me to prep. Yeah. I started preloading about six o'clock this evening. The good thing is, is that I'm not actually doing this for my house, so it probably don't sound like I'm in a concert hall. So I'm, I'm peace orphaning it what's tonight. What's up, boys? Hey. Hey, what's up? You got a hotel room? Yes, I did. I'm in a hotel room. I'm wearing a bathrobe. Got my drink. <laughs> do you have headphones? I'm appropriately them? dressed for this. I do have headphones. I'm more, I'm also, I brought, even brought over my uh, fancy do you have them Yeti in? mic. I do. Why you? Because I can hear myself. You your speak. Your your speakers are going into your Hold headphones and your and your speakers. Oh, we've already that's... we've already talked about this. And <laughs> we've already talked about. Oh my god, we. <laughs> We worked on this, Dave, just two hours ago. But apparently, it, uh, who knows? It's sound. It's complicated. Hey, so like, uh, have you guys started using Discord, Jason? Is that the deal? Like, is that better? For the RPG stuff? Um, I don't know that it's better. It's easier. Because um, it, se it seems like every time you guys do something, this is so much better than Mumble, then like, like five minutes later, somebody gets kicked off. Or, then, like, <laughs> or the sound cuts out. Yeah. yeah, it just seems like there's... The, I like the idea that the audio can come through, uh, you know, that you can play like like sound files because mm -hmm. that was the thing that kind of bummed me out about Roll Twenty was that we had really cool audio files like for like ambient sound, but they weren't getting recorded. Yeah, so, so it's good for that, and it seems like with two or three people on the call, the sound's pretty stable. But you get like six guys, and it gets a little, yeah. a little sense. droppy. But it records multi-track and it does pretty good. Yeah, I enjoy it. I mean, we've been playing most of our games in Discord, and it's I, I, I love the experience. Plus, being able to jump in and out of the different rooms and lounges and whatnot. Yeah, that, that's pretty that's, cool. that's good and bad. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, yeah. I mean, the, yeah, the I downside be... is you can have guys jumping in. You know, right? Yeah, I think the downside of doing this on that would be we'd need our own channel. I think you can't you lock down a room if you create a room. You could probably lock a room. That, that's that. yeah. That sounds like have work. a private room. Have like champagne room. <laughs> <laughs> well, well we, you don't have to do anything. You have to assign one of the interns. Who's our? Don't we have a Discord intern? Isn't that uh, Anthony? Anthony. Yeah. He did? Yeah. Yeah. You could assign him for, to uh, with that task, figuring out. Okay. So oh. are are we ready to get started? I think we're all recording. I think so. Good. Because right. I don't want to ruin any of this uh, energy I'm getting here, so uh, <laughs> I want to capture all this. All right. Advanced After Combat. So this is the Advanced After Combat uh, podcast. It's a podcast about wargaming. Um, I almost said like podcast. I don't know what podcast is. Podcast about wargaming and basically our experiences wargaming. So it's not for everybody. Um, 
We are anywhere from the second to the fourth uh, most popular currently recording wargaming podcast out there. Um, and so what we do is this podcast is viewed by myself, Dave, my bromance partner, Jason. Hello. Who's really into RPGs right now. I am. And, uh, and a guest host that we bring in each month from our guild on BGG. If you like the podcast, you should probably check out that guild because you'll, you'll meet people maybe who like the same kind of things about war games that you do. But this month, our special mystery guest host is Samer. Hello. It's about time. Yes, it and, is. And now Samer has been known to play things safe, so I kind of tried to give him a little sip to make sure that he <laughs> would drink a little bit beforehand. Uh, and I suspect that's worked. I'm, I'm getting a vibe that that has been effective. I, I think I may, I may have preloaded a bit too much. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm, but I'm ready. I'm ready for it tonight. I'm looking forward to it. It's been a long time coming. AKA, right. for those of you who are not familiar with him, I'm AKA Guy Down Bear. That's I'm right. Samer's the Guy Down Bear right. for the guild. Uh, yeah, I'm also the current uh, 18 or 18XX Act World <laughs> Champion. And I'm sure we'll go into more about that later. Oh, yeah. But we'll I just want to get just want to get it out there. Just, you know, formalities and whatnot. Yeah, it's like old timey. You have to you have to give all the titles when you when you're introduced. Yeah. Just wanted to know, let you know, you think they're bringing in a guest with some gravitas tonight, though. That's right. It's, it's not just some regular schlep off the street. No. So it's been, uh, it's been a while since we've done this. Yeah, so yeah. it's been two months because, I, well, basically we had somebody complain about it in an email that we hadn't done one. And I was like, well, uh, we did four days of live <laughs> performance at the con. So sorry you weren't there for that. But I mean, that's basically like we can do we the convention as us podcasting. So Yeah, it's been a people have been complaining about it, too. They've been, what is the podcast at? Why aren't you guys doing this? I'm surprised you guys even wanted to bring me on. You know how I feel about, you know. I was nervous as heck coming on here tonight, so I'm surprised you chose me not only to bring me on to the podcast, but bring me on to the, uh, the I assume we're going to be covering the, this is the podcast after the ACCON recap, after the ACCON. This is. So I, I assume there's going to be some recap uh, well, involved well, in this. Yeah, and to be clear, uh, Samer, we don't mm -hmm. choose you. Um, it's an algorithm that's combined with an oracle that selects the, the we don't know, we don't understand the mysterious yeah. process. Mm -hmm. It's very that complicated. The uses, but be honest with me. How many people turned you down first before you came to me? There were a lot. I mean, we went through because normally this spot is held for uh, duck. Pretty entertaining and you know, quite lively, and definitely one of you know quite involved in the uh, in the convention uh, space. So when that takes place, so he's always got a lot of good stories to tell. Well, we'll see. We'll see how you do. I guess. I guess okay. that's what's going to happen. So we'll see. How... No, but... <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> No pressure. So, nice. so real quick, Samer, Jason always wants me to cover this. Oh, first of all, um, yeah, there's uh, going to be explicit stuff. So we're going to talk about explicit mm, things. Yeah, good so, point. Um, so we'll get that out of the way. Uh, and Samer, what are you drinking? What do you got? Right. I, you know, tonight was special. So I went and picked up. Uh, I, I did pick up, obviously, my normal uh, poison is Alizé. But tonight I thought it was something special. So I bought Gold Passion Alizé tonight. And it's, uh, it says here, the original exotic passion fruit, basically blended with French vodka. So Fancy. this is the first, this is the first, you know, on any of our recording sessions. Normally I, I drink red passion or apple or blue passion. 
But tonight, tonight I reserved, you know, the special night for Gold Passion. What is what is Alze exactly? It's fruit <laughs> juice and vodka. Is okay. that what it is? <laughs> so it's like a it's like a liquor wine cooler, basically. Like yeah, cooler? yeah, it, yeah. It's really good. I mean, it tastes really good. It's a little too sweet for me, but but it gets the job done. It's it's for those who are lazy making cocktails, basically. Oh, yeah, no, I'm, all, I'm, I'm all about well, that. Yeah. So yeah, and it, it was very popular in the Tupac era. That's right. That's, another, That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm keeping it real. I'm just doing vodka tonic. Oh, very nice. <laughs> not complicated. No, not at all. <laughs> it's just nice. Tito's, Tito's and tonic water. <laughs> nice. What are you drinking, Jason? I'm drinking a gin hot toddy. Oh, you sick? You're yeah. Um, am I the uh, Cameron got croup and he gave it to me, um, which I didn't know adults could get croup. Um, so I'm I'm fighting that off. So I have a bit of a, a sexy voice tonight. So yeah, sips, you, you do sip in the hot do, drink. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't, nice. I don't understand what that is. Croup. It's croup sounds like terrible. Like, it's like, like it's a, in there with like color and other things that are like bad it's, words. It's basically like an upper respiratory infection. Nice. Mm. Yeah. So, Sam, uh, there is a quiz. Mm-hmm. Um, it's optional. You don't have to take it, but the reason we ask is because there's kind of a decision you have to make at some point whether you want uh, either Jason or I to partner up with you on this quiz. I forgot about this. You're rushing right into the quiz. We're we're like ten, not even ten minutes into the podcast, and you're jumping on the quiz right now. I, I'm trying to I'm trying to get the best of you. So <laughs> before, before it fades. We, we got you know, a lot of work you know, to do too. I mean, I, there's I, I was waiting for the origin story question and no, everything. No, 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 no. Nope. You, you're not running. You don't run the production, Samer. So that's not the way it works. <laughs> okay. While you're right. while you're still while you're still Cogent. coherent. Yeah. Expect yeah. yeah. And no kidding, especially given the gift toast to review of Alt <laughs> to review tonight. Not exactly the easiest thing to cover. All right. All right. So there's a quiz. Okay. You know I'm not a history guy. So has anyone ever not? I can't remember. I've I've, I've listened to just about all of them. No one. Not, no one. No one. Not get one right. Oh, oh no! I was gonna. I thought you were gonna ask us. Anyone ever said they don't want to take the quiz? No. Oh no, uh, I know that one. Yeah. No, I don't think there's ever been anyone who got zero right. Okay. Uh, I don't think so. Eeyore, right? Eeyore did Eeyore, And that was Eeyore the one that zero? didn't record. <laughs> <laughs> so. Did you, did you know that, history? I'm not a history guy, so don't expect too much here. All right. Let's see. Right now, all we're expecting is that you have to choose between Dave or Jason. Do you count? I can't remember. Do we count the lifeline as an actual point? Like if my oh no, actually, it's, yeah. Okay, they, we'll we'll help you with four answers. Here I am. It's I've, listened, I've listened about every path. I know how this goes. Oh, okay. So All right. I'm just kidding. I'm acting like I know, but I... um, Dad, did you, you think? Are you? This isn't Rally in the Valley, Samer. I don't know if this is. I was a little disappointed they haven't come out with any new episodes. They really they were going off on this pizza thing. I think for no, a little they did, while. They, they did just one. They just just oh, did, one. Did they? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, another one that dropped in our podcast. My podcast. Uh, 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 what was that? Uh, little aggregator thing. Oh, the wild weasel guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Bruce he Garrett. dropped one. Yeah, yeah. Bruce Garrett just dropped one. 
Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to listen. To okay, that so we now. we can advertise for other podcasts, <laughs> but right now uh, we're asking you: Are, are you going to uh, have Jason or uh, assist you? With I'm this? just, I'm just, I'm just stalling. You're, you're, Go ahead. you're basically like a, I feel like you're like a dog doggy paddling in a pool, just trying to stay stay above water. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had this, I had this itinerary that I thought you were going to follow, and then you went straight into the quiz. And I was yeah, there's like, no oh, script. All the, there's I mean, no I script. Page, I wrote pages, pages here. Okay. Well, there's your problem. You're on the wrong you, podcast. You're, you're like, I'm going to be prepared when he asks me when my first sexual experience was. Are you ready for yeah. that one? You didn't fill me out. You didn't like, hey, tell us a little bit about yourself. How'd you get into gaming no, and whatnot? No, you no know, right into the quiz. No one cares. You know. So, okay. uh, quiz, uh, David, Jason. Um, Jason has, he has quite a, quite a thought for reading all questions. So I'm going to pick him uh, to get out the question and I'll pick you to read the answers. Because my printer's working really bad. You're my, you're my, you're my lifeline here. All right. So now Jason, here we go. I'm sending it to you. Hold on a second. Do I have the medicine man on speed down? Let's see. That's, that's not how this works. All right. I'm waiting. I'm ready. Did Dave step off? No. I've um, got to send it. I've got to email it to him. Oh, I don't okay. know why I don't do that beforehand, but that might be. I, I don't know why Braxton doesn't just send it to both of us. Yeah, maybe that's. I'm not going to cheat. <laughs> I'm no, too lazy maybe, to cheat. Maybe people like seeing the inner workings of how a podcast <laughs> operates. <laughs> there we go. I'm a, I'm a little worried about this this particular quiz because he's had some time to assuming, you know. You would, you, would, you would think if I gave him any kind of advance notice, but usually it's me hitting them up stay before Friday. Like, and Braxton's always good. He gets it done. He does good work. Nice. All right. It is almost Turkey Day quiz. All right. Our first question is time for name that opposing commander. The Battle of Salamis, 480 BC. My commander is who starting me starting off right right here eurybiades eurybiades i'm gonna put it in the chat okay the fact that it's taken this long to type it into the chat is a bad sign well usually i can select and copy and paste but Connected. it didn't work for some reason oh oh what happened there hey welcome back that was very odd you probably exed out your window by accident. Said the, uh, let me see if the recording thing is still going. Yeah, so record again because you stopped recording. Yep. Hold so, on one second. Recording started. Okay. All right. It's recording. <laughs> and, and it's I love that we cleared. can hear ourselves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have not scored away your sound yet. No. <laughs> That's fine. Giving our listeners a little something different tonight, you know? Okay, so Sam or Basie, I'm going to assist you, so I'll kind of let you know generally whether I know it. This is not one that I'm super confident in, but mm -hmm. so. Yeah, this is this is Braxton's wheelhouse right This here. is way, way ancient, 480 yeah. BC. I don't even think I've played any ancient games. I mean, I've, I've got some on pre-order, but I've never played one. Yeah, I don't have a clue. I've watched, I've watched uh, Troy. Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that's, that's a tenth of a point, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I can start naming all people, from it, but I don't, that's even beyond. That's I don't think that's the right era, though. Well, it's definitely Greeks, right? It's Greeks. So it's probably Greeks versus Persians or Greeks versus other Greeks. I 
did I can't remember the timeline. Did play Hellenus with uh with um with Jesse during that during the convention. But I don't remember any of the leaders. God, I was that was at the convention. I was running on fumes at that time, so I don't remember much about that game. Anyway, I'm just uh, I don't I don't have a clue. So Jason, I'm not gonna answer this, but I would guess Xerxes. You are correct. Oh nice. Shit. But then you don't get credit for it because that's not my answer. <laughs> that was a guess. That, that was in the movie 300. <laughs> that was. I should have I, think, I should have known that. I think that was oh, Xerxes the second. This is Xerxes the first. Yeah, the only two oh, I know okay. are Xerxes and Darius. That's it. I should have had. Yeah, I, I had. Damn. I got to dig into my toolbox next time. Okay. Okay, so now you know that Xerxes not, is two out of the three answers <laughs> for, for Persian emperors. That's right. Uh, okay. The Battle right. of Mon, Montgisard, 1177. My commander is Saladin. Who is yours? Oh, that's... No idea. That's one of the crusades, isn't it? Yeah, Saladin's so, always our favorite crusade general. He's in every uh, crusade 11, question. Yeah. He, he yeah, fought just, a lot of dudes, though. He did. Yeah. He did a good job. I'm thinking he. I, I cannot remember. I didn't play all of those of uh, Infidel. I bet you. I bet you that's where he pulled that from. I can't remember then. Who were some of the later? I. I don't think that's a valid question. I'm not, is the questioner? The person being quizzed the We asked the questions here, Sam. Okay. Mm, no hints or nothing. Oh, Dare you? See. I know. Oh gosh. We uh, encourage you to just like guess or say you don't know the answer if you don't know the answer. I, I, so. I don't, John. <laughs> but I, I, you know, the I, answer I, is so, not John. It is not John somebody. Okay. Usually, usually you've been at Saladin. Richard the Lionhearted is usually the always the safe bet. But uh, mm -hmm. but at Saladin fought a bunch of uh, guys. He fought some of the locals and you know the yeah. So I was, there uh, there's a guy I can't remember. He was I was I did remember reading one book. I can't remember who but he was in one of the he was in one of the particular craves. Quite a he was a big player. Starts with a B. I can't remember the name now. Yeah. Well, the fact uh, that you can't and, remember the name of the book is going to be probably <laughs> an indicator that's. Was it the Crusades? So, no, it was the history of the Crusades. Uh, by, yeah. Uh, I yeah. don't remember his name. You're, yep. you're probably thinking of Baldwin. Is it Baldwin? Yes. Oh. That, that sounds like it. Baldwin. But anyway, I, okay. I don't know. I just so, know. I already gave my answer. All right. Mm -hmm. so, so, what's your answer? Um, Baldwin. Which 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 one? Uh, oh no! Oh no! You're too close. That the means you're that, close. The, the one that the one that fought Saladin. G give me a number. Uh, Baldwin the Saladin. Uh, <laughs> oh, you want specifics? Oh, uh, well, the good news this, is the Holy Kingdom didn't last for too long, so you're probably not going to get into the sevens and eight wins. <laughs> I'm guessing since he's asking me, I'm get, I'm going to, I'm guessing since he's asking me which one, it's not the first. That's right. You're going to call the first <laughs> is not the one is number. Yeah, I have a better chance. I'm going to guess maybe the second. That would be too easy. I think that, I think that, just speaking okay. as a friend, I think mm -hmm. not knowing the answer, that makes sense. Picking yes. the second one because yeah, I don't the know second. if they lasted long enough to have fours and fives. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm going to go a second. It's oh, the fourth, second. but I'm going to give it to you. Oh, oh. I'm going to give no, it. I don't, 
No, I don't think you should. No, I don't think you should. I don't think you should. I think it's important to know. We get into this on the English questions where we're like, is it Henry the Seventh or Henry the Fourth? You know, where we start. I think it's important. If you want to take a point away from me on a technicality, that's fine. (laughs) You guys have to live with that, not me. That's fine. I I don't think you can complain. (laughs) I think it gave you all the clues that got you to that answer. Actually, actually, I think you were the one who actually said Baldwin. I did say Peter. I did. I did say. (laughs) I said. I said John. You had had an idea that might have started with a B. Yeah. Yeah. I did say. I did start with a B, and then you said Baldwin. So. I think for the integrity some, quiz, we can't give Sam or the no, I, That's fair. So the Battle of I'll take an, I'll take Targo Vist, Targo Vist or Targo Viste, 1462. Mm-hmm. Oh, my um, God. He is just hammering you, Sam. It's bad. Jesus uh, my commander God. is Mehmed II. Who is yours? 1462? What was the name of the Channel. Breaking Horse Dreams. Battle of Targovist, okay. 1,462. I'm just going to put all, everything in the chat and just let it read it for me. <laughs> Did you? Oh, yeah. Well, that's the good thing about being on the is now people can Channel, see. Boy in Blue 1, <laughs> Samar is a douche. That was unnecessary. That was, a, that was unnecessary. <laughs> this might be the best one we've had. <laughs> that, was, that was really unnecessary. All right. Um... Let's see. Targovist. I don't even. Channel. Boy in Blood 1. Samur is trying to think. <laughs> trying try is the keyword. Um, tar- I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Working horse dreams. I don't have a Bath robes and Alize. <laughs> Bath robes and Alize. That could be the title I cast. Uh, <laughs> Bath robes and Alize. Nice. I don't know. I don't know. Do you, what about you, Dave? I'll let you guess. I have no I don't, idea. I don't, I don't get credit for it. See, okay. if Dave doesn't know it, how do you expect me to know it? Vlad the Impaler. <sighs> Couldn't you give me something? Uh, nope. Never mind. You could have approached this question Channel, in an entirely different way. One. Samur, turn up the spice channel. <laughs> it is distracting you. Oh, no. You know, I haven't even, I hadn't even, you know, I got here hours ago, you know, in the hotel room, and I haven't even, no, I haven't done anything. I haven't you haven't taken yourself to dinner yet? Nope, nope, nope. I'm treating this like a boxing it. match. Yep. It's the golden rule of fighting, you know. Boy in blood one. No sex Sam, before a fight. Where did all of the ocean go? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Right. The Battle right. of Fredericksburg, 1862. Oh. Okay. My commander is Robert E. Lee. Mm-hmm. Who is yours? This is uh, Fredericksburg. 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 Okay, I've got this one, Sam. So we're going to record. No. This will oh, be a recorded oh, podcast. Okay. Well, hold no, on. I'm not. I'm not just saying you can answer it. I'm just saying okay. if you need me, I can help you because I know it. Okay. Is it one of the now? Okay. Oh my God! Please, if you're not sure, please use me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't guess. Is it one of the leaders? We played that. We played the that Road to Gettysburg game, and uh, did one of the leaders. That we ran up against was that one of the answers? That this uh, Fredericksburg is before that game, before that period. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna let Dave take this one. It, this is the, for the commander of the Union Army at Fredericksburg. Uh, my commander Jason. is Robert E. Lee. This is at Fredericksburg. Yes, uh, Burnside. That is correct. 
circle gets the square. Sweet, sweet. Thank you, Dave. In the battle, boy in blood one. We are recording. Nice. Such a good voice. It is. It is. I wish he had like a sexy Australian. Yeah, that's a nice one. See, see my sound quality. See how much better it is when I'm not at home, but in a hotel room. That's right. I even I even turned off because of the table that I'm sitting next to is I'm sitting right next to the microwave and the refrigerator and I could when I was testing out the uh, sound quality earlier I could hear this humming coming through my uh, sound so so I went and I thought it was coming from I don't know this is this is probably a duck question but I, I thought I was getting some kind of electromagnetic interference coming through on my headphones so I went and shut off the power uh, to the microwave and the refrigerator that I'm sitting right next to and that fixed the problem how about that. That's some conspiracy theory shit. Do you have your tinfoil hat on? That's right. That's right. Take the tinfoil hat off. Put it on the microwave. The call's coming from inside the house, Sandler. Get out. I was listening through the microwave. I was so concerned about sound quality for this episode. I even turned off the air conditioning in this room. That is appreciated. That that does make a difference. Yeah. So I I mean, I even took off my clothes because it's getting kind of hot in here. That's right. But I put on a bathrobe because it was getting kind of sweaty in the chair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Boiling up. (laughs) Wow. That's where the that's where the lotion went. Sorry. This is what you get. This is what you get when you start preloading at six o'clock. No, that's good. (laughs) I think it's good stuff. It's all good stuff. Okay. All right. All right. The 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 battle of Dogger Mm -hmm. or Dodger Bank. 1915. Mm-hmm. It's D-O-G-G-E-R. Dogger. I would say Dogger. Like Dogger. Dogger. My commander is David Beatty. Who is yours? Oh, Jesus. Jesus Christ. Oh, no my. idea. I feel you, Clay. I know what it feels like now. Oh, goodness. It sounded like I don't have a clue. Do you even know that battle? I think it's a sea battle. I think it's a naval battle, but you said Dogger Bay, Bank, Bank, Dogger Bank. I think it's Dogger Dog. Bank. Is he is he pronouncing the G right? Is it? Not sure, it's not Dodger. I, geez, I don't think it's Dogger. gonna matter. I don't think, <laughs> I don't it's gonna think matter. it matters. <laughs> it matters unless you're unless I, you're googling it. I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna I'm gonna approach this like a kid approaching the spelling bee question. I'm gonna start breaking down. You know the. I'm not gonna use it in this. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I Dave is correct. Time. It is it is a naval battle. It is a naval battle. What was the time again? Did you give a time? Nineteen fifteen. Yeah. Nineteen fifteen. There was a big war going on at the time. Yeah. Oh well, it could be the uh, Russo-Japanese War, but that would be a most questions around that. No, period. I'm not no, sure. because it's because it's nineteen fifty. <laughs> you said nineteen fifty or nineteen fifteen? One one five. One nine one five. One nine one five. Okay, wasn't wasn't the Japo Russo or Russo Japanese War when that what nineteen fourteen to nineteen? Well, was that not around that time? Yeah, I think we could just focus on the, this question. Uh, well, I I did play Maybe. that game. That's earlier. Uh, the Tide at it's Sunrise. Early. I did play mm-hmm. that. Game. And, That's anyway. I can't. It's like a I decade, can't, decade away. I think. Yeah, I can't. Pl- oh, is it a decade away? Oh, I don't know. The, oh, I'm thinking the Russian wasn't the Russian. Uh, the Russian Civil War was 1914 to 1918, right? No, wrong again. 
Okay. <laughs> There's another major war going on at the time. I've got also, so many history majors that are listening to this. I bet you like Matt Anthony and uh, <laughs> Matt Anthony and, and uh, Medicine Man are rolling in their graves right now. Like, what well, well, World War One caused the Russian Revolution, mm -hmm. and then which then led into the Russian Civil War. Yeah. And I do, and, know. I, and I don't think I've given away too much information. By no, not at all. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah. Well, I know. I mean, I know World War One was, you know, during that time, but I can't think of any. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, let's not waste any more time on this question. I'm not going anywhere with this one. Franz Hipper. Franz oh. Hipper. No. Still no. Nope. Yeah. No idea. What was he notorious for? What was his deal? Do you even know anything about him? I have no idea. God. I got nothing. Okay. We don't have any color. We don't have any color on. <laughs> no, no. I just, I just read this stuff. It's time. <laughs> I just read. Yeah. You just, you just, you just I, job, It's time for who the fuck said that shit. Name the military <sighs> persona that each listed quote is associated with. Oh, Number one. Okay. This is hard. This is my wheelhouse, baby. Let's do this. To tell the truth, I just lost, lost confidence in Joe Hooker. Who the fuck said that shit? To tell the truth, I just lost confidence in Joe Hooker. It sounds Civil War-ish, American Civil War-ish, doesn't it? I like, I like where your head is. I lost confidence in Joe Hooker. <clears throat> Grant? Dave, nope. do you have a guess? I don't, Dave, I don't, do I don't want to use a guess on this, but I don't think that's a bad guess. But soon as well, that wasn't my answer. That was just, I was just, no, that was your answer. No, that's not how this works. Was it? I think, I think that's as good an answer as any. That, that was Grant with a question mark. I was kind of towards, I was directing that towards Dave, but that's, yeah, but I can't, I can't do that. So that's not really, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not confident enough about the answer to, to okay. tell you that I could use one of my four. So, see, I don't think that, I just don't sense that Lee or someone of the, I don't sense the Confederate leader would. Oh, no, I think would, that, would I think bellyache, you're on the right would, track. Right. Bellyache, yeah, with bellyache about that. It sounds like something that some pussy yank would do. Uh, wow. Shots sorry, fired. I'm sorry. Shots fired. Wow. This guy would definitely be sitting to... in the Northern okay. Reserve area of, oh, of so the Dolly Parton. I don't even know where that came from. I don't even know where that came from. I apologize. That was it, it was Joe Hooker. Was it Joe? Joe Hooker said that. He said about himself? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh. That's a trick question. Yeah. Wow. Good job, Braxton. That's weird. What a weird thing to say. That's a that's a terrible question though. <laughs> trick questions. It's, it's hard enough as it is. Don't give exactly. me trick yeah. Napoleon <laughs> is a torrent, which as yet we are unable to stem. Moscow mm -hmm. will be the sponge that will suck him dry. Who the fuck said that shit? Napoleon is a torrent, which as yet we are unable to stem. Moscow will be the sponge that will suck him dry. No idea. It was not said in English. Moscow. Were there any Fredericks? 
<laughs> Sam, just if you don't know it, just guess. I gosh, I just spent the last six months in the in the mid eighteenth century. Now he's got to jump up a little bit. Okay, I I don't know. I don't know that one. Mikhail Kutusov. I mean, that's a, that would be a good guess, but there's just so many people that could say. There's so many people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I propose okay. to fight it out on this line if it mm-hmm. takes all summer. Not all summer, all summer. I propose to fight it out on this line if it takes mm-hmm. all summer. Who the fuck said that shit? Propose to fight it out on this line. Mm. Did he say that in English? Yes. <laughs> I don't even know why. I'm even they, I don't even know what to I'm, think. I'm, to even begin I like when you. Re- I like when Sandler repeats the thing. Like that's going to somehow. <laughs> it might. It might rattle something around. He's like, am I saying it in the right language? I have a guess, but I don't know at all. I don't. Yeah, I don't have a clue. I, I don't know. Go ahead. So, where you skip? Skip. My guess would be Wellington. Ulysses Grant. Oh, Ulysses Grant. Oh, yeah. God, you weren't that close, Dave. Yeah, that's well. That's like a kind of vague thing to say. It is. Disappointed. <laughs> Disappointed. Wow. Mm. I well, only... I claim only got one right. Just saying. That's so one more than you. That, that that's is not right. true. I gave him the B. I led him into the. No, no, that that's would... not the one. That's not the one that we counted, dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> the, one, the one I actually got right. Oh, that's right. That's the one. That's that right. Yeah. Okay. okay. I am only capable of great love and great hate, and I hate Eric von Falkenhayn. And I hate Eric von Falkenhayn. Does this sound like a? God, this is say, a tough quiz. Say that yeah, no shit. Say that again. Say the question again. I am only capable of great love and great hate. And I hate Eric von Falkenhayn. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I just I, I don't know. <laughs> the quotes are the hardest hardest ones. They are. I just I can't even Eric I'm trying to even I don't even Eric von Falkenheim. Does that sound like a 18th century or 19th century guy? Sounds like it. I like how he starts trying to interrogate us to get information. Yeah, I'm not answering. I've, well, I've learned I, that lesson. I'm, I'm working. Why can't we? What? Why can't we approach these questions like you and uh, Jack? <laughs> you and Jack were like bouncing off each other, working. It's, hey, how about yeah, this? You guys can talk about it, but I think Dave said he didn't. He didn't know already. Well, it's it, Falkenheim's a World War One journal. Just to give you a clue. Mm-hmm. World War One journal. Are you googling it right now, Samer? <laughs> no, I, I don't. I There's some furious <laughs> typing. The continuous. No, 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 that was my, that was that was my fingers. No, that was my fingers. Just, I was not typing. Okay. He's like, how do you spell? That would be no, that was, Yeah, I can't even spell. No. I'm just I'm I'm nervously tapping on my. Yeah, I want to say it's a general, my, like a overall commander in World War One for the Germans. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. But I, yeah, World War One. See. I was going to say Bismarck. <laughs> that would have been Never mind. Uh, different one. Okay. Now. Now, I ju- I I, Jason, no. yeah. I'm not going to answer either, but I would get it's Molke. Molke. Eric von Ludendorff. 
Ludendorff. Fuck yeah, him and Bloomberg. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that guy. All right, guy was a jerk. There's a lot of guys who could. <laughs> <laughs> My really? army requests immediate permission to surrender in order to save lives of remaining troops. Who the fuck said that shit? My army requests immediate permission to surrender in order to save lives of remaining troops. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't know this one. I don't, I don't read stories about guys who surrender. That's right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. No kidding. A... Just think of famous surrenderers. <sighs> I can't, man. That's that's bordering victim mentality. <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> Sam, we can't even get in that headspace. He's like, I can't. I can't let the seed be planted. It's a slippery slope. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Frederick yeah. Pol Polis? Polis? Oh, in Stalingrad? Okay. Mm -hmm. See, it's bad when you give me the answer. I don't even know who the Like, even is. when you have the, yeah. the answer and the question, yeah. I still don't understand <laughs> still don't yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah you should just say, do you even know who this guy is? And I'll tell you, uh, yes or no. So, uh, okay, go ahead. Next one. <sighs> it's, it's time it's, for who or what this. the fuck am I? Okay, we're going to do better on this one. Yeah. I was okay. born in okay. Scotland in 1747. Mm -hmm. I started my maritime mm -hmm. career when I was 13 as an apprentice aboard a ship bound for Fredericksburg, Virginia. When I was 21, while serving as second mate on a brig at sea, I took command of the ship after the captain and first mate died of yellow fever and managed to navigate the ship back to port. During the American Revolution, I held various commands, disrupting British shipping and supply lines. I had major disagreements with continental authority and was sent to European waters to work with our French allies. I was so successful at disordering English shipping, I was accused of being a pirate by the British. Who am I? And that was a lot. Sounds like an interesting guy. Mm -hmm. Is this the don't, is this the develop the ship guy? Uh, I don't know a lot about American. 1740. Yeah, 1740. Oh, he's, he's um, young. I could, I could guess this one, maybe. Uh, you know, I'm thinking what, I would somebody, some, page, some friend, friend of George Washington's baby. A friend. <laughs> you're, you're in the right area. <laughs> Martha Washington. Martha Washington. I, I think I can guess this It wasn't one, Hamilton. Sarah. I can successfully guess this, I think. You think so? Okay. I think so. Uh, all right, go for it, Is Dave. John Paul Jones? Indeed. Oh, dude. Damn. I pulled that Ooh. out from like old memory. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's that Duke education kicking in. That's right. Nice. That early pirate lore. Yeah, believe mm -hmm. me, I didn't study anything cool like that at Duke. So. <laughs> 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 uh, nice. I am a Roman innovation. I'm a bridge-like mm -hmm. device with a small mm -hmm. parapet on both sides. I'm about four feet wide and 36 feet long. I'm attached to the prow of a ship where a pole and a system of pulleys allow my device to be raised and lowered. There's a heavy spike 
sharpened like a bird's peak on my underside, which is designed to pierce and anchor itself on an enemy's enemy ship's deck. This allows boarding of the ship. Mm -hmm. What am I? I don't know that I knew what this is called. A very yeah, naval, na naval themed. I, yeah, I don't I mean, know the name of it. It's a very visual description, though. I will give you that much. It does seem. <sighs> Timmer, I think this is one of these where either you know what it's called or you don't know what it's called. Well, I mean, can we guess what it's called? Some javelin, like not a javelin, but a. But a what are you? I can't it's it's not a trebuchet. Yeah, no, not a <laughs> It's not a ballista. Don't say ballista. Those are all our guesses we know to get through. Oh, don't insult my intelligence, John. Sorry. <laughs> my bad. You mock me. Oh, goodness. I, I, I don't know. Ramming? A rammer? <laughs> Yours is so, so much better than ours. <laughs> a boarding <laughs> rammer. That ramming thing up front? It's a, oh. it's a Corvus. Corvus. Oh, Corvus. 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 I did, I did not know that. Cool uh, word, though. Yeah. Cool it word. is. It is. Nice description. Very evocative. It was. I was born at the Contreras Sugar Plantation, Louisiana, in 1818. I attended West Point and graduated second in my class in 1838, excelling as an artilleryman and military engineer. I served as an engineer under Winfield Scott in the Mexican-American War, where I was appointed a brevet major after the Battle of Chapultepec. 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 Yep. Later in my military career, I'm in the flow, and then I come across a 17-letter word and throws me. No, you got it. Chapultepec. Chapultepec. No, you're doing great. Later in my military career, my friends gave me the nickname of Little Napoleon, I was present at the battles of Shiloh and Bentonville. Who am I? Great question. I think I might know this one. I might have known this one. I, I think I know this one. I think you probably do. Mm. Hmm. Heel? Is it heel? No. You can guess whatever you want, Samer. I'm going to guess. Is it John Hill? Is that, is that, is that guy's name? Uh, PGT Beauregard. Yeah, it's Beauregard. Mm, okay. Close, though. I don't think there is a John Hill. But Hill. There's, there's a Hill. There's a Hill? I would have taken Hill. There's a Hill. At this point. I was, drawing, point. I was drawing on one of my cores in that road to get his back. <laughs> okay, at this point. That's AP Hill. That's AP Hill. Not John Hill. Was that AP Hill? Hill? Okay. All right. They Very just nice. had his last name on the counter. <laughs> Go ahead. Very nice. Because Beauregard's in Fallen Angels, right? Well, the, the thing that which which ones is that on Gettysburg? Angels on is that Gettysburg? Or yeah, it's that Dwight? fictional kind of. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the, the name. Of it. His big thing was Shiloh. After Shiloh, yeah. Beauregard kind of. Is there a cat? a bull run somewhere? There's a oh, some, Sam are watching cat videos. Some kid, Sam, are you some watching kid, cat some, videos? No, no, it does sound like a cat, though. That sounds like a kid crying. Mm. Was it somebody in the hallway? Hey, if I want to hear kids crying, I could just go to my bedroom. Somebody took care of that. We didn't have to worry about it too much longer. Okay, so I think we've got the cat thing under control. Yep. Very nice. You figure the amount of money I'm paying for this room, they would have. 
walls sticking nope. up to stop that. Okay. That's not how hotels work. I am a class of ship first launched in 1906. My design has two revolution revolutionary features. An all-big-gun armament scheme with more heavy caliber guns than previous ships, and steam turbine propulsion. I started a naval arms race between the UK and Germany. What am I? A dreadnought? You are a dreadnought. Very nice. Ooh. Good job. Good job. Samer got one right. Listeners, is somebody take, who's keeping score? I am. Uh, I am. Okay. You are. Okay, good. All right. I think that's four. Is it four? What? Okay. Four seems high, but I mean, okay, that's fine. No. Oh, no, that's a record, it is. Right? I've got is the three right. No, you're right. right. I think. I've got is that yeah, a record? That's three. <laughs> yeah, that that's a record? a record. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I am a prominent Roman legionary military symbol, mm -hmm. usually made from silver or bronze, and carried mm -hmm. by a legionary known as a signifier. Mm -hmm. I was standardized by Consul Gaius Marius in 104 BC during his reforms of the Roman military. If well, I was ever a, lost... What, what, this is a guide on question, Samer. Yeah, what's was the ever, name of that? If yeah, I was wait. ever lost in battle, it was considered a very grave occurrence. You can stop and right And Roman now. leaders went to great lengths <laughs> to recover. Oh, they had a movie, you know, what's his name? Um, uh, Chanum Tatum had a movie out called The Eagle that I think he, didn't he have to, wasn't he like, didn't he have to go and search for some lost legions, uh, what do they call it? That eagle, that little specter or something on top? I think oh, that's shit. what the question is rotated around. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying to... Nice try, Sam. We're not going to answer your movie trivia question. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually one of Channing Tatum's pretty good movies before, you know. I, I think one I might take it. Movie. Yeah, I think you're already there. I think you're talking past the answer. Yeah. No, I think I just so, gave the answer, didn't I? Okay, go ahead. So the the answers given in, I guess Roman Aquila, mm -hmm. and Braxton even uh, spelled it phonetically for me, which I really appreciate. But it translates mm -hmm. into eagle. So yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give it yeah. to you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Yeah. Like Guide on questions. Get the get the win. Samer's not complaining Boom. about that. <laughs> Dave, it's bonus time. Okay. So um, Samer, do you understand how the bonus works? No. Could somebody please explain it to me? So basically there are questions that are bonus mm -hmm. questions. So mm -hmm. these questions are going to be in addition to the normal questions that you would normally be asked on the quiz. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you would ask me, do these questions count differently than the, the other non-bonus questions, I would tell you that no, bonus and non-bonus questions are both scored exactly the same way. Mm -hmm. So do you think you understand? So I mean, so if I miss one, I would I would lose just as many points as if I were to get one wrong. Yes, correct. So bonus <laughs> questions count exactly the same in every respect as if they were a question, except they're bonus. Okay. And if you were to skip them, they would count against you. Ah, oh, yes, that's a good Ooh. point. Ooh. But they're Ooh. bonus. Ooh. It's like five extra questions. Okay. <laughs> but they're All bonus. Right. But that, that was a very good explanation. I like the that breakdown. Was very good. You know what? Yeah. That was actually different from that was the very good. explanation. Yeah. That no, was very good. good. Oh, <laughs> probably because I don't really think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Until it comes time to the, do it. I don't, think I, I don't think I remember the bonus question being described thus. Yeah, nice. that, was, that was a good one. 
All um, right. Okay. All right. So time, I think this might be a new one. Where okay. the fuck did they fight? Name the war, wartime theater, campaign, or operation that each listed military persona is most known for commanding or commanding in. Okay. Mm -hmm. this, one's a, this one's a tough one for me. Lord Chelmsford Frederick Thesiger. Where did he fight? What's wrong, kiddo? Hold on one, one second. I got to take care okay. of the kid. Uh, Sam, do you have any idea about Lord Wilhelm well, Chessiger? Well, I'm thinking somewhere in... That sounds like an 18th century, somewhere around that time. But he's a lord, right? So that's... Yeah, that's lord Chessiger. I have no idea. Uh, so for me, no yeah, idea. What are the word... Uh, Prussian, Prussian? I don't know why Prussians come to, come I don't, to mind. Yeah, I don't know if I would go that way because it sounds like he's British. Yeah, but what about the Frederick guy? I'm going off of the Frederick name. Yeah, but you know, um, there were Germans who were, were like the, you know, like they brought the Germans over to be the kings of England. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the, the, like the Revolutionary War, weren't they uh, Hanoverian? Like they come over. So I don't know if Frederick was usual name to, to, be mm -hmm. for a British, you know, at that point. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's safe to say I, we don't know the answer to the question, but we can uh, probably can guess. I, can I say the War of Austrian Secession? Yeah, I guess if you want to guess it, sure. Yeah. How about that? Well, we, if we don't guess it, we get it wrong. Yeah, right. If you don't guess it, <laughs> it, does, it, it will be a wrong but then again, it doesn't. But then again, it doesn't really count again. Well, that's not true. Yeah, that's it right. Count. It will. It does. It's okay. bonus, right? Yeah, it's bonus. Yeah. Yeah, it's bonus. Go ahead. Where's, did probably, he step off? Did yeah, he step he's, off? He's, he's handling something with one of his kids, okay. I think. Yeah. So he's probably trying to close a puncture wound or something, staple up a, a boo-boo shot or... Gotcha. You know, you know, all the stuff us dads do with us with the problem. Let's get some power tools out and fix this injury. Because mm -hmm. urgent care is closed. Nobody's nobody's going to the ER at eight fifty at night. <laughs> no. Ah. You know, I'm not actually. I'm actually one of the reasons why I'm here and not at home is my wife is like, ah, does your does your wife does does she ever like? Do you guys ever have family over on Thanksgiving? Or oh, yeah, sure. a small affair. Okay. Well, we've got, well, we've got a bunch, we're, we're hosting this year. And yeah, my, my wife, you know, two weeks out from hosting, wants to remodel the house. And so we've been, been refurnishing everything, putting up new drapes, putting up new uh, rot, curtain rods, and all fixing up little things here and there in their house. And uh, it's just been, a, just been a headache this last year. So part of the reason why I'm here, I'm here too as well, because I'm just getting away from all that mess that's going on over there. She's got friends coming in from town, out of town tomorrow. And then we're hosting, the, we're hosting, you know, some family on Wednesday up until Saturday. So she's having to deal yeah, with it. Yeah, that's right. That. Thanksgiving's coming up. It is. All right. I'm going to go grab a drink while, uh, sure. while Rocking Horse Dreams is handling Rocking Horse Dream Jr.'s situation. So right. I'll be back. Sounds good. Sounds good. Jump around. Jump up and get down. Jump around. Jump around. All right. So Jason's still done. Yeah. Yeah. So didn't Samer, didn't you build your own house? I did. So what was that all involved? Like, what, like you have to get like a construction loan and an architect mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Yep. 
did all the general contracting and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yep. My dad used to, uh, you know, one of my side hobbies my dad had growing, you know, when I was growing up was uh, residential construction. And I, he took me out to the sides and I kind of, <clears throat> kind of learned the trade, you know, you know, over time. And I even dabbled in it a little bit when I, right out, when I got out of college, you know, on the side as a hobby. I built a few houses and sold them for for a pretty little penny. And what years? What years were those? These were when I did that. Yeah. When I but oh, this was back. This was right before the housing boom, and I got so lucky because I was literally two months from getting caught in that mess. Right, because like two thousand eight is kind of when it all went to shit. Yes, yes, and and we we got so lucky. I mean, we didn't have a clue that that was just nobody did. You know, when it was coming around. And uh, when it came out, and we were just lucky, you know, two months after we had closed on my the third house that I built, um, uh, the market just the I, market just I had, a, I, had, I had a pretty good clue that it was coming. Mm. Oh, did you? Yeah, when when they when they told me like, yeah, so if you're going to get this mortgage, uh, it's based on uh, like whether we think you might like for like not be able to pay it off and based on your credit and how many debts you have and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, so you assume mm-hmm. that you can only get up to four hundred fifty thousand. I'm like. Oh, okay. And then he goes, you can do this other mortgage for $800,000 <laughs> where we don't care nice. about any of that stuff. I'm like, that doesn't sound like a great yeah, that's idea. Like a <laughs> nice. You, you know who else, you know who else saw it coming? Peter Schiff. You know, you ever listened to that? You ever heard, heard that guy? He was actually Ron Paul's economic advisor, I think when he was running. And oh, he right. was the, yeah. He was, he was on all the, uh, he went on all these business shows on CSNBC and whatnot you know telling you know forecasting that this is going to happen soon so you guys better prepare and these are the reasons why and he was just mocked yeah when i when i would go out when i would go out and see people at their houses like people would be in a really nice house Mm -hmm. and go and i'm talking to them on my job and i'm like to myself how do you guys live here when like this is really expensive like i can't afford this house so you know Mm -hmm. because everyone always figured oh i'll just refi or i can just always the housing market but like you watch the big short that's a great movie mm-hmm. and it like lays out the whole thing about how it all went down mm-hmm. yeah the only reason i bring it up because it's actually an entertaining video if you go watch if you look up peter schiff on Vix housing boom or something like that on wow. youtube it they've got all these cut scenes where he's like he's like on all these different news channels and all these major networks you know you know telling hey this is we these are the reasons like you guys better never watch out you know these are the reasons you know something like this may happen here pretty soon if we're, if we're not too careful and these are the reasons why. And then every on every one of them, they're making fun of him. They think he's ridiculous. You know, right. he's, yeah, That's I mean, right. whatnot. And it's just it, it's kind of a anyway. So uh, everything like, okay, Jason? You good? Yeah, I got yep. the little one back in bed. I call it like bad dreams. I have bad sometimes. Uh, he's uh he's sick, so he wakes up coughing and freaks out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got some bonus questions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lord, Sam, Lord, Sam, Lord, I, the answer. Sh- at, at all to this? No, that's not true. I, I gave an answer. Didn't hear it though. I didn't. What, what was, was it? The War of Austrian Secession. That is not correct. The Anglo-Zulu. Am I even close? Oh yeah, there you go. I told you, Chelmsford Zulus. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> say that. I did say that. Mel, oh, excuse me, Helmuth mm-hmm. von Moltke the Younger. What? Mm-hmm. What? What campaign? Did he fight in the younger? The younger. I know a Moke who uh, fought in the Battle of Mel in, in my Fontenoy game. I don't think that. I don't think that's that. <laughs> I don't think that. 
you don't think he's from the same or related to him in some way? Uh, he might be related. Well, his son, his son uh, ran the. Uh, so the the older one was the head of the German Prussian general staff in the War of eighteen seventy. Um, the younger one, I think, was running the German general staff during World War One during the invasion of Belgium and the Low Countries. Mm -hmm. But so is it a war, just a campaign that you want the answer for? I think it's just one yeah. of the same it, for this it, question, it, question it, basically. Yeah, it's it's uh, mm. kind of an it's um, not not very specific what he's asking for. So I'll be not very specific mm. in what I accept. I mean, I think I could answer this, Samer, if you don't know it. Okay. No, go ahead. Well, is there? Do you know what the major conflict is? It's World War One. After oh, is that what? If okay. it's mm -hmm. World War Younger, if it's the younger, it's World War One. Right. Okay. Can so you get a little bit more specific? The, like, yeah, the I Kaiser guess you did basically already. comes to him, and Kaiser says, "You got to stop the mobilization." He's like, "We can't do it." He goes, "Your father would have given me a different mm -hmm. answer, or something and, like that." And what was his answer? Uh, something like. It's something like this cannot be turned around. Like something, something like he was like, "There's no way we can do it." I can't remember these words he said. But but there was a name for the for the thing he put together, right? That's Prussian what he's looking for. Mobilization. The Schlieffen yeah. plan. Oh, the Schlieffen plan. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm going to give it to you. You're you're in the right. You're in the right spot. It's the it's the right hook. It's right, right hook that the Germans right. were supposed to send yeah. to the Low Countries. Nice work. Nice work, Dave. Wilhelm Ritter von Lieb. Got a lot of Germans. Which operation? Yeah, what's up with Braxton? Hmm. Wilhelm what? Wilhelm von Wilhelm Ritter Every time when I think of von Lieb. Every time when I hear Germans with those when they von, I always think pre. <laughs> Did they even name anybody like that now? Samer, what are you doing, Samer? I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm being fidgety. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uncontinuous. I, yeah, uncontinuous. I know. Terrible, isn't it? Let's You're going to lose your continuous status if you keep this up. <laughs> I know, this is, okay, yeah, it's a privilege, not a right. Okay. That's right. Okay. Just like dessert. <laughs> All right, I don't. Oh shit, I, I don't know. I don't know. Don't have a clue. Uh, World War One. World, World, World War One. No, I have no idea. Okay, hold on. What's that? Tackle you answered that. World War One, dude. You can't then say no. Five. I'm looking. For, I'm. I'm looking for the name of an operation. I'm going to start the Attack. Jeopardy music. Attack on Met. <laughs> That's not the name of an operation. Doesn't sound like Operation Barbarossa. Yeah, don't they? You know, a lot oh, of these really? names are named Von Lieb. Yeah, jeez, well, I didn't, would never know that. Yeah, I've never played that. Never played that one. <laughs> John John Burgoyne. Okay. Oh, you're in good shape on this one. Which Which campaign okay. did he take part in? John Burgoyne. Do you know it, Samer? I don't. Saratoga. 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 Nice. Nice. And Admiral Thomas Kincaid. Admiral Thomas Kincaid. In which campaign did he partake? Mm -hmm. 
campaign. Not the painter. I don't. I don't know the naval stuff. I'm just not. I'm never yeah. strong on all the naval stuff. It's like it. It. It's not. Are we looking at possibly? Are you thinking? You think maybe? Do you even know who this guy he's talking about is? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm. Th- I'm thinking something along the lines of American Revolution around that time. I don't know. I'll just go with that. How about that? The Aleutian Island campaign. Oof! Um, yeah, that was not, not the not the American Revolution. No, that was that was not, that was not our <laughs> finest moment. <laughs> <laughs> a little little early. It was a very large. It was a very large campaign yeah. that encompassed a lot of other campaigns. We yeah, we actually think I think also guessed the wrong side. So. Uh, oh, goodness. Good times. I need I need to stop playing Combat Commander so much. Yeah, you need to actually start <laughs> reading some military I history. Just have, I do. <laughs> That's my problem. I love playing these other games that are actually fun to play. Uh, okay, go ahead. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing's wrong with that. So, the, so the the takeaway is you're good at Combat Commander, but you know nothing about military history. <laughs> That's true. I was I was a semi. Hey. Not not to toot my horn, but I was a semifinalist in this most recent. That's uh, right. That's right. Combat tournament. Combat commander and train games. Yeah. Yep. yep. So, do is there another question? Are we done? That's it. Six. Oh. Six. Right. It's not too yes. bad. Bam. It's not the worst. No, it's it not. It is definitely not the worst. Just you can you can snuggle into your bed after you take the comforter and throw it on the floor, and just tell yourself. No, you gotta it, you gotta it, get in that comforter. Oh no! <laughs> no way! Don't do it! Don't. Don't do it, Sam <laughs> You don't know where you know where that thing's been. <laughs> I'm good. Just imagine alone what you did to that chair that you're sitting in. Uh, I just I, not, I did nothing to this chair but just sit in it. Commando. Think... <laughs> 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 All right. All right. So, nice. so that's... but I did it right after taking a shower, so I was quite clean. That was I good. <laughs> and I did <laughs> for what for what it's worth. I did. There was a towel on the chair. The towel that I came out okay. of the shower with. Okay. And then I transitioned to the bathroom a little bit later. It's classy. He's classy. Mm-hmm. He's a classy we man. Actually, we can actually pin down all of Samer's movements yep. within the room. Yep. I, can, I can literally picture it. Nice. I believe it. Um, so yep. that's it. That wasn't too bad. Six is not bad. Uh, Thank you. I, I guess we could do like, do we want to do a recap of AACCon next? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding Does that me? sound we like something we'd like Thank to you. do? Our listeners would be disappointed if we didn't. That's right, because so many of them did not go to AACCon. And oh. I think this is where Samer would like to weigh in on a theme that I'd noticed. Samer has been kind of beating the drum on this theme for a little while now. Which one? About AACCon being the event that you need. To go to, oh yeah, mm-hmm. and like if, other if you go to one... things. That's right. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Because I've heard this across the variety of podcasts that we now sponsor or whatever we're doing with those. <laughs> uh, Samer is consistently sending up this message. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you had, I mean, we have we have a few we have a few conventions that you know our members uh, or guildies uh, like to participate in. But if you had one to choose from. The one to choose. Well, it's actually what I think I said. There, it wasn't a choice, and that's the advanced after combat convention that takes place in October, specifically this year or next year coming up, October twenty third to the twenty seventh. Uh, hosted by, put together by our, our uh, by Mister uh, Medicine Man himself. 
Yeah, so it's in Dallas. We might want to tell them where it is. It's in Dallas, Texas. Well, they, well they've got till October to figure that part out. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so we, so we basically just finished up our convention we had at the end of September. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone participated in this podcast there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's right. I, sh- I showed up Wednesday. Jason, when did you get there? Um, I think Wednesday. And when, Samer, Wednesday afternoon See, he was supposed to get in like Monday. I, I was, yeah, I was supposed to show up Monday. And then things at home, you know, where I just, I, I got, I got, uh, I got a lot of stuff thrown at me, you know, at, at work and, and things around the house and whatnot. And at first it was Monday and then, okay, it got pushed back to Tuesday. And then I ended up not coming back, coming to the convention until Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon with everybody else. Yes, so, so, and, okay, yeah. go. No, go. that was it. No, that was it. Yeah, so basically, I got there Wednesday, and I was supposed to do Fields of Fire, and we were mm-hmm. going to do like a Fields of Fire solo game GMT. And the, <laughs> that helped. And the idea fun. was, the idea was, mm-hmm. we were going to run the games side by side. And uh, this was like a game where I was like, "Fuck, are we really going to play this?" Because out of all the shit I was bringing, it was like the heaviest suitcase. But I'm like, "Nope, I'm bringing it." So of course, we didn't fucking do it. Like Swede didn't feel like doing it, and he was one of the guys. And then B mode apparently didn't realize that because it's a solo game, you actually need to bring that a copy every of the person game to yourself. Oh really? <laughs> you can't use my game for it. Mm-hmm. So uh, so we ended up not doing anything. I don't even know if I. I'm not sure if I played something Wednesday night or not. I probably did. When did you guys start your your railroad game? Uh, Thursday morning. That was Thursday, but, but uh, when I got there, we, I got there and I was in. We played. Uh, Pete put Pete and uh, Duff put together. Um, uh, put together the what was it? God, I can't. Fuck, I haven't been drinking. Nighthawks. It's yeah, Nighthawks. My God, yeah, Nighthawks. Yeah, Nighthawks. Yeah, yeah. Me, me, Pete, Duck, Ty, and uh, Gersh got together uh, Wednesday Wednesday evening, and we played some Nighthawks. By a custom scenario that uh, Duck uh, put together. Oh yeah, it was double pretty, black holes. Yeah, did you did you actually see, you remember what the map looked like? Yeah, yeah. No, it looked, the game looks good. I feel like he was like channeling a little bit of like Zach Galifianakis and Isaac Asimov in that game because I mean <laughs> it was it looked like I don't know the name I, I don't know if he gave it a name but it looked like between two boobs. Do you remember what the two <laughs> oh. black don't you remember? <laughs> If you look at them, the way mm-hmm. the way those black yeah. holes were designed, and I don't think they were that was by accident. I think that was done. just you. Yeah, and, and I say Isaac Asimov because he actually had a pretty complicated or intricate set of gravity rules associated with it when we got close to it. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. So I mean, he he went out of his way to uh, put it put together an interesting scenario. So yeah, it was pretty cool because the the main scenario I think dealt with you know we were we our team uh, made up of. Uh, it was me, Ty. Was it? Was it? Or was it just me and Ty? Me, Ty, and Gersh. I think it was. Was it me, Ty, and Gersh against uh, Pete and Duck? I think I can't remember exactly right now. I don't think it's, a little bit. I don't think it's critical for the story. Yeah. Not sure? critical oh. for the story. No, but it had you know. It basically, <laughs> <laughs> it was a rush. Our team was there was a little bitty. Uh, a battle station or some kind of station stuck in between the two black holes, you know, and everything. And we were at a rush to go and rescue it and, and or kill all of them off. And, you know, that didn't happen. They ended up out and we started encountering a lot of problems along the way there. And it wasn't good for the United Federation of Planets. Did you make, so, did, did you make use of your downtime huh? during that game doing anything, Samurai? 
were you s- no were you like there wasn't that no yes yeah, oh. okay i know what you're i know i know what you're going to i, I didn't okay, start so, that until so, so, i didn't start that start that until thursday <sighs> one, one theme that's going to run through this convention a recap is going to be mm-hmm. the idea of prepping your games for a convention and the expectations of what the game's going to look like when you get there. It, and we've know, had different, we've had okay. different, Brad once brought Labatai with all the counters in bags based on color. And we then had to <laughs> explain that, the, Brad, that like um, sometimes the French, and Russians wore the same uniforms. So like we had to go through and sort mm-hmm. through every single counter and basically sort it out. Um, uh, Paul brought Labatai Muscawa to this convention also, and then set a new low for preparation when he had not even clipped the counters. <laughs> and so then the guys basically end up clipping. That's, I think, I think. Absurd. <laughs> the, the gall. Yeah. How good lack of preparation. Mm-hmm. Had all year to plan for this. D- Dave, what did you play on Thursday? <laughs> Nighthawks was fun, by the way. It was a blast. Yeah, it looks fun. Yeah, it's definitely something. I hope we play again in the next con or some sometime in the future. I think we lost Dave. Did we lose Dave? So you didn't play anything on Wednesday? I played Polis I with you, Rex. Yeah, I thought you. Yeah, and he won. Got together for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I'm surprising. terrible at that He's, game. He's very no, good. You're not. At it. You're, you're and not I'm terrible. terrible at it. He's a he's a shark. He's a shark at that game. He's studied. That's what I've heard. <laughs> he he, he and, preps uh, for that game like he preps for eighteen XX. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some preps are better than others. That's oh, right. That's right. Boy, Boy and Blue one moved in from Empire of the Sun by the server. Boy and Blue one started recording. All all sound software sucks. Basically, that's what <laughs> yes. I might take always this. forever. Yeah. You missed. Uh, Jason was saying that he uh, played. Uh, he played Rex. Some, he played Polis with Rex on Wednesday. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Yeah, and Rex. That's right. That's right. Rex. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna try to rematch Rex. I'm gonna prepare carefully. Yeah. I saw you. You were playing that with somebody recently, right? No, I haven't played it recently. No? I was gonna play it with someone, but we ended up not playing oh. that particular game. I think I was gonna play with Jack or something. Mm. Mm. And then what did you play Thursday, Dave? So Thursday morning I played 1866, uh, which I'm going to review in this episode from Compass Games. Nice. I played that with Braxton because I thought um, I need something, you know, get it done in the morning because then uh, Samer and I are going to be playing Roads to Gettysburg in the afternoon. Like in the early afternoon-ish. Yeah, mm. when his railroad game's over. <laughs> and that game mm. went forever. Like when did that game finally end? It was late. It was late, yeah. We, about eleven thirty. I mean, it was almost midnight. Yeah, it was late. yeah. I was gonna say it midnight. was late. Yeah, we started yeah. at about nine thirty, I think, and played until almost midnight. That was long. We, you know, we should have known that because uh, it's eighteen. I mean, this not only is an eighteen XX game, but this is like eighteen seventeen, which is supposedly. Uh, I was going to use the word pin up ultimate, but then you clarified the definition of that the that, other day. That, is, yeah. <laughs> that means ne- it means next to last. <laughs> yeah. So it would be ultimate. The ultimate. Yeah. The ultimate, the ultimate. <laughs> Not the it, it's up there. Ultimate. It may be pinnacle. <laughs> it might be pinnacle. Yeah, so it's I up there. come by the 18X. 
I kept coming by the 18XX team to kind of check and see what Samer's status was. Because I'm like, uh, like, when are we going to play? Like, are we going to do this game? And the, then I noticed Samer's clipping while he's playing the 18XX game. So he's playing 18XX <laughs> and then clipping the game. Like, the game you guys are supposed to be playing right now. Yeah, and he didn't even have a deluxe. He had like a an old one. <laughs> the old. You have to watch. You have to watch what you're doing. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake! Like, I'm, an old, I'm an old. I'm an old school gamer. Yeah. No, so, but, uh, so I used some of that time to set up OCS Smolensk with uh, mm-hmm. Pete just to get it set up while I was waiting for my game. Yeah. There so was, how so how the 18xx game go? It was good. That's a lot of fun. Whatever it was. Yeah, 1817. It was a long. It was a long, long battle, but uh, you know. And Samer, Samer won. Yep. Samer did good. Yeah, it was fun. It, those games are, are brain burning. Yeah, and then when yeah, we wrapped up, you guys went and dicked around with Roads to Gettysburg, and I played Gaslands with Jesse, Matt, well, we, and Derek. Well, we kind of, we kind of <laughs> dicked around with. See, you know, I, wait a minute. Let's go. We're not done with 1817. Yeah, let's go. Hold okay. on a second. Because the, 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 meme, the meme for that game is Rex Mad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That was, yeah, it was. It was an intense. It was funny. There were two acting games going on, and our game was kind of, you know, everybody was very friendly. You know, it was a very. Everybody. One of the special things about that particular uh, game is that is the shorting mechanic, and I don't think, and that's what makes the game really interesting. And I don't think we started shorting people until like, I mean, six or seven <laughs> hours into the game, yeah. and then and then the game next. It was to like us, dinner time. Oh my God, that was like a dumpster fire next to us. I mean, everything was shorted. People were, di- you know, oh, it, it looked like it was. That was, I think, who was sitting at that table next to us playing that? That was Rex and Ty and Paul and Brian. I mean, these are like, these are guys are like 18xx sharks, you know. And yeah, oh man, it was, I felt sorry for Ty because, you know. Yeah, it was Ty's and, first. So, so yeah, how, do, how, does, how does the shorting work? Like, well, what's that? Aspect I'm going to let Samer explain this. No, you would think I would know being the world champion, but. <laughs> oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. No, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I can't even remember now. It's been so now, long. Jason, Jason <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this to you because you've done this to me. And you played this game for how long at the convention, Jason? And... Um, I don't know. Math. Uh, 14, 15 hours. So, so Jason, how does the shorting? This is so, a big aspect of this game. So, how does the shorting so make the way shorting? the way shorting works is you can short a share in a company, and that sh- that shorted share goes into the market mm-hmm. that can be bought, and you basically are taking a loan against the company. And it's mm-hmm. it's it's weird because each company has ten shares, but when you short, you get a negative share, and then a new share gets created from that short. Mm-hmm. So. The first short creates eleven shares with one negative share, mm-hmm. right? So now, was there drinking during this game? A no. little bit, Ooh. but not not much. Yeah, it just at the like very end. I, Once it was when kind I of would a walk around, guys would just be kind of staring. Yeah, yeah. this is it's very intense. Staring very at intense. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. the game you drink in. Yeah, yeah. So people are people are huddled over this little map with like yeah. yellow hexes and green very, hexes, very and intense. they're all just very intense on whatever mm-hmm. anyone's doing. Like if counting money to do and taking notes. Right. And... One guy's mm-hmm. trying to do something on his sheet. Three other guys are watching him do it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, our our game was very friendly. You know, I thought you know. Yeah, the one next to us. Yeah, that oh, was crazy. I, I, I could have sworn somebody cut tie. I'm just saying. <laughs> it was pretty. He got funny. stabbed. He gets. Yeah, stabbed somebody, somebody shanked who it was. 
I'm thinking Paul. I don't know. Interesting. But yeah, now, so Paul's, yeah, Paul's experience it. with these games too. Paul and Lawrence yeah, he, are, are both very experienced. <laughs> oh, and Ryan Hill. Brian Ryan Hill. Yeah, all, all three. Yeah. Brian, yeah. Yeah, they, those three play all the time. They've got a game going on right now, I think. 1832, I, th- I believe. Duck is also a pretty regular in that, yeah. on that uh, Rocket Chat series. So, so it's it's tradition at this point. We're gonna we're gonna play one every year. Mm-hmm. They're they're intense. They're definitely but not. Now, but games, now we but... know it, it'll take the entire day, mm-hmm. so you don't yeah. want to schedule yeah, right. a game with someone else uh, that they're no. going to devote their it, evening to, to waiting around for you to finish the game. Yeah, this is why this is why I wish that Duck was here because this is the thing that bought, that just oh, I was sitting there literally for hours <laughs> clipping this game because I was so stressed out because I didn't want. I mean, I know Dave was. Re- Dave had just reviewed Roads of Gettysburg on a cast, and he was very excited about this. He even talked about, "Oh, we're going to play with Sammer," and we were, you know, I'd never played the system, but he was so excited about it and thought he could teach it really well. And we weren't even going to play one of the intros there. We were going to play the full campaign with all the with the advanced rules, with all the bells and whistles turned on, and. uh so I'm like, yeah, let's do it, you know, and all this and that. Now, now this is the thing, though. Before he decided, we decided on Road to Gettysburg. There were two other games we were supposed to play. So this decision to play Road to Gettysburg didn't happen until what a week? Oh out? no, you had more time than that. No, no it, was it, no, it was about a week out. It was about a week out. And then, and then I'm I'm playing. You know, I'm learning. Okay, I've got. We're playing 1817, which is a pretty heavy game. I'm playing. I've got Battle of Fontenoy. Uh, you know, lined up, you know, with, uh, with, uh, with, uh, Justin and, um, so the, the, and the, so, the so clin- I got a lot going right, on. The clincher yeah, is basically, so Samer was under the gun to get the game ready. <laughs> so right. he's clipping while he's playing 18 XX. Mm-hmm. He's sitting next mm-hmm. to duck. Who's watching mm-hmm. him clip this game the entire time and laughing about it. And Duck yep. never once mentions that he has a completely clipped set of the game at the convention. That he just let Sam use. <laughs> all, all, all pretty, all bagged, clipped, bagged, like so neat, <laughs> organized, fresh. All yeah, everything was so you know. Rules probably highlighted us. in the right spots yeah. and all he that watched, stuff. He watched Sam <laughs> clip this game the whole time for and, hours, eight and, hours of clipping. So I didn't like enjoy my eighteen seventeen experience, even though I you know want well, I just to say it was take. I was sweating because I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted Dave to have a pleasant experience. I wanted, you know, I wanted his experience at the con, you know, cause he's really excited about this game and I wanted to get the game completely clipped, you know, but man. Oh, so so by, the, by the time, by the time we got around to actually playing, I had already kind of set mm-hmm. it up. The, the conve- and so the, in the beginning of it, the Confederates kind of have and wrote to get mm-hmm. when you're playing the convent the campaign version the confederates mm-hmm. kind of have like an open sandbox where they have the only units that are active mm-hmm. so it's kind of good for new players because they get a uh, like maybe four or five turns of moving guys and getting mm-hmm. the feel for how movement works and everything so i had it set up and so then after the railroad game samur came over and was like okay well let's check it out so we're just about to start and samur and meanwhile i've been fucking drinking the whole time right because <laughs> Because I've been basically wait, trying to wait for Samer to finish mm-hmm. his game. And uh, so I was pretty hammered. So yeah. Samer turns to me and asked me a question like, it was a really basic like movement <laughs> question. Like, you're the best. Like, well, what does that happen there? And I just went, I'm done. I just walked away. <laughs> no, no, no! You didn't. No, it wasn't even like that. You were even more mean. You looked at me and just 
had this <laughs> disapproving fatherly look on you. Like, I mean, it was just like cut me so deep. I mean, I'm sitting there and you're just like, this is not good, Tamara. I mean, it I can't even remember the exact words, but it just like stuck me like a dagger in my heart, you know, <laughs> what you're doing, you know, and I just, and he, he just shook your head and just not good, not good. And it just walked off. I'm very disappointed, Samer. I mean, he was, I was like, oh my God, you know, he couldn't, so, couldn't have said it no more, so the, you know. The, so the next day I come down, I'm like, all right, let's play. And Samer's like, are we still friends? Like, he's like, yeah, yeah, he comes down the next day. He comes am down I the still, next day. Am I still the guy down there? Oh, this is the thing. I felt so bad, right? I felt so <laughs> I stayed up until two o'clock after he had already left. Re I reset everything up. I reset the game because we had already moved a little bit. So I reset every the game. I reset the game and then I start I reclipped never wasn't done clipping. I reclipped everything for this. And I didn't get out of there until what? It's two, three, three thirty in the morning, three o'clock. I was one of the last people to leave and I'm sitting there and the game is immaculate when he so he comes <laughs> he comes down the next <laughs> And we all like, told you, not, like, Dave's not mad. He's just drunk. Oh, I know. It was this, I mean, he was just so You were so was, upset. Uh, you know, that's, you think I'd be upset, but I was so happy that he had, I thought he just forgot about what happened. He was so drunk last night. He was pretty, <laughs> he was pretty drunk the night before, but he was so happy the next morning. And he uh, was good. Yeah, I was like, I, let's go. Let's get started. <laughs> Yeah, I was telling people around me, I go, man, I think he's pissed off at me. I was just like, ah, I mean, he looked really mad with me. I'd never seen him like this, you know. All right, so then we played it. So yeah. we played it, and we stuck with it. In fact, mm -hmm. um, we played it. There was, you know, I feel bad because also, again, I was, then I turned around. I, I, cre I, I then recreated the cycle of violence by then blowing off my game with Braxton of uh, 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 whatever I Pax Romana that I was supposed to play with him because Sam and I were playing Roads to Gettysburg. So mm -hmm. I, I turned and took the violence, the mean spirit that Sam had shown me by blowing off my Roads to Gettysburg game and then blew <laughs> off Braxton's game. So uh, it was just um, a chain reaction. But we were so into playing it. I mean, it was. What do you think, Samer? What do you think? Wasn't it great? Yeah, that was like the Roads first time. Gettysburg, ever... the campaign. Yeah, that there and there, you know what? There is a lot of game in that box. That game has three different games, I believe, in it. It has what Road to Gettysburg, right. Rebels. Here come the Rebels, and I think uh, uh, something going to the legal. Is it the White House? Like something. Like something Mr. Like, Smith visits the White House. Or and there's like a, the White House. Yeah, there's like a ton of oh, but it, it was fun, and it is something I think you can teach someone. You know, if you get a pretty good grasp of roles in a night, and you can get yeah. Sam Samer basically came in, and basically what happens is initially the 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 rebels cross over the Harper's Ferry area, and they're in mm -hmm. like uh, Maryland, and then it takes a while for the Union for Meade to realize that oh shit the the Confederate Army's not in Virginia anymore, so the mm -hmm. rebels have a lot of movement that they can do, and so Samer was like levying towns, taxing towns, and then he did mm -hmm. a really good move where he went up and he like cornered Harrisburg and captured Harrisburg. Uh, you know, and he brought like we were. You know, guys will say like, "Oh, you know, the problem with this system, GCACW, is." Mm -hmm. um, and this is the GCACW, Great Campaigns of the American Civil War System by MMP. Um, you don't fight the battles, like you don't actually see the same kinds. Well, that's not true because around Harrisburg, we probably had like Samer probably had like sixty thousand Confederates attacking Harrisburg. You know, yeah, so, it, was a, it was a bit. It was a bit. Was, he, but but I, I mean, yeah. you you wanted to do it to, to mm -hmm. so. 
But then the problem Samer ran into was, and this is the problem that the rebels have in in the game, is that there's a lot of stuff you can do, but at some point you have to get down close to Washington, D.C. and Pennsylvania and start really getting down there. So, you know, you have to measure out your time and figure mm -hmm. out where you're in. So we kind of figured that even though Samer had been very effective going up, you know, into Pennsylvania, he had spent so much time up there with so many troops that probably he couldn't have, uh, he would have had to fight a really big battle with me and do really well to like get like a, a minor victory, I think at that point. Yeah, but the game was fun. I mean, basically Sam looted Pennsylvania. Yeah, I mean, it is a lot, I could definitely see, even just with my limited experience with the game, that, oh man, different tactics I could have taken, you know, uh, knowing what I know now about the game and, and, and I just, yeah, it was, is it's a lot of, fun. it was actually a very fun game. I know a lot of, I know it's very popular in the guild and everything, and I'd always been wanting to get around to it. Appreciate it. That was fun. I will admit. Yeah. So it was I'm good. Looking. So we did well on that one. So that mm -hmm. was, that was me. I did some of that on Thursday. Um, we got a good group of guys who wanted to play Labatine Muscala. So mm -hmm. it was like Dr. Bruce and Mr. 1000 and uh, Brad and Al, they were playing, and then Paul came over and kind of watched them clip his counters and stuff. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, I think he participated in the battle. So that was kind of nice because they kind of did that. And then I didn't have to really worry about that game. They kind of played that the whole time. And then Pete and I were playing OCS Smolensk, which is great. We enjoyed it. Except we were missing one unit, a <laughs> Flampanzer <laughs> unit. I forgot so, about like, that. We're going to set up and like we can't find this fucking flame panzer unit. So I'm like, and a couple counters had dropped on the floor and we'd found them and picked them up. And so I'm like, oh fuck, like we must have looked for that fucking flame panzer uh, battalion for like hours. The rest of the con. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. Got on the ground, crawled around on the ground, mm -hmm. uh, moved like flashlights, everything looking for this thing. And even like the next day, I'm like still walking around looking. And, uh, Pete gets home and looks in his study where he was clipping the units and he found the flame answer unit on the floor in his house. He sent me a picture on his like technical picture of the flame answer unit. Because I was like, because I was like, dude, I'll like a like I because I'm thinking I lost this unit. I felt really bad about it. But it turns out it never made the trip. It was still bad in his study. Safe so. and sound. Nice. But OCS Smolensk was cool. We enjoyed it. Um, so what else did you guys do? So this is like Thursday to Friday. I uh, Go ahead, Jason. Uh, Friday, I played Downtown with Ralph. A lot of fun. I love that game. Um, we played a scenario in which he kicked my ass and I won. Which is how Downtown works. Uh, and then Jesse and I played <laughs> Table Battles twice. Which is, that was one of the games on, on my list of kind of must play during the convention. Uh, oh, is that like that little quick, like a quick play? Yeah, thing? it's like sticks of wood and cards. It's pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And it plays in like 10 minutes. Um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was more engaging than I expected. Mm -hmm. um, so I might eventually pick it up just for cons because you can just throw it down and, and play it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then that now, night. Is, are, is there a bunch of battles in the game though? There are the the base game. I think comes with six or eight battles. the The first one we played wasn't super balanced, but the second one we played was a lot of fun. 
it was it was really tight kind of across the board and do you remember um, do you remember what the battle was no i don't i i guess that's the problem with the game <laughs> like, yeah like yeah. i fought a battle yeah. i don't remember what it was yeah and there there is some some flavor in the way the cards interact um but yeah i mean it's it's pretty pretty generic um, but they do have expansions for like um i think the english civil war and some ancients battles so you could you could you could get some of that flavor i think if you if you played it a couple times and then that night gersh and i played his star trek the adventure game oh uh, yes yeah. so what, what com- com- it's a competitive paragraph driven game <laughs> so one player is um the federation and one player is the klingons and you enter this region of space that um this mighty uh, civilization has has more military power than either of you and basically says you guys while you're here you can't fight you can't do anything against each other but you can explore all you want so there's no indirect or there's no direct conflict between the players uh, so you're just basically going around and exploring planets and you would like counters for individual guys like people personalities yeah so each ship has officers and um there's like political figures and all these all these things that you can use in different ways like um you can leave political figures behind to um kind of like flip uh the, the the planet in your favor like a coin game um but like when you get to the planet you're basically typically given two or three options and then it follows the the paragraph path down from there um it 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 was insane fun um it's not a super well balanced game but just seeing the different paragraphs play out and like you choose a path and you have to kind of follow down that path and there's usually a die roll at the end um so you could still end up getting screwed even if you make the right decisions but it was it was a lot of fun can you solo that game? Is there is it strictly a two person? I think it's only two player. Mm. It might work. Um, that that was one of the games at the con that I wish I sat sat in on. And yeah, it was it, it was looked, fun. It fun. Yeah, we yeah. Um, we were laughing most most of the time, and that was it for Friday for me. Yeah, my Friday basically was. Uh, we put it, me and BMO pretty much set up the Battle of Fontenoy. It's, we've been kind of prepping for the game, you know, on Vassal and whatnot for the con. And then uh, we basically sat down and played um, the, or we started up the Battle of Mail with all the, in that scenario eight, there's two scenarios in there that cover the Battle of Mail. And we played the scenario that has all the, that utilizes all the rules and everything. And it was, it's, it's such a fun system. And I'll talk a little bit more about it a little bit later. But uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, it was a great time. B mode's fun to play with. We're actually still, we still are uh, exploring the bar system with Fontenoy, you know, on Basil every Monday now. Still after the con, so yeah, it's a fun system. Nice. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So uh, we we borrowed a Flam Panzer unit from Clay Stone's OCS game, and we were able to to start playing Smolensk. So then Pete and I uh, played some Smolensk OCS that we really liked, and. Uh, I guess we played D and D. Oh yeah, nights, Friday or Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think what else I did. This there's a lot. Of, we did do a lot of roads to Gettysburg, though. We got a lot of roads to Gettysburg. Yeah, we that actually. Yeah, we the good we thing almost, is well, we almost played the whole thing. Yeah, we yeah we and it was actually well, it turned out to be really convenient, but it was disappointing at the same time. The fact that the um, uh, what was the game that oh, I was looking Duel of Ages too. 
the master set game that we were supposed to play with our group oh, on yeah. Friday. Yeah. yeah, because that was canceled, you know, um, you know, it opened up a window for me and Dave to finish our Road to Gettysburg game. But man, that is a game that I wish. I don't. I don't want to go two cons. <laughs> I, I've been looking for a copy of that game online. Oh my god, that game is expensive. Yeah. That, yeah. You can get. You can pick up Duel of Ages two, the basic set. I think for about fifty, sixty bucks. But then that master set will set you back about two hundred fifty bones. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so then, just for the record, like uh, as I was mm-hmm. leaving Dallas, I just want to mm-hmm. point out I ran into uh, Jason at Love Field. And we were both basically going through TSA security together. <laughs> and Jason is a witness for, for me that every fucking time I leave Dallas, they pull me out of the line and they pull out one of my fucking games and start fucking with me about it. And the guy's like, what was he like? He's like, where's Tony? Where's Tony? And he's looking around and he goes, oh, yeah, Tony's into like military history. So he gets my Fields of Fire game and starts showing it to all the TSA guys. He's holding it above his head. He's holding (laughs) it above his head like, hey, what do you think Tony would think? I'm thinking to myself, I don't think this is what TSA is supposed to be doing with people's stuff. (laughs) (laughs) That's not on the charter. He's basically nice. like, look at this nerdy shit. We got this other nerdy guy here. Like, right. is that guy working yeah. today? And I'm just like, okay, whatever, dude. Like, just fucking feel free to take my shit out and just start showing everybody in TSA what's in my luggage. <laughs> it was bizarre. They, yeah. They pulled out nice. protein powder from my bag, and the guy said, yeah, when I take this, it, it makes my shit turn green. It's like, yeah, thanks. Thanks, guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put my shoes on now. Was it in like a bag? Like it was in like a package? in a baggie in a baggie. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So it's it was like, it, it was suspicious. I get it. It's just like, but it never fails, dude. Every time I get to Love Field, I don't understand. So funny. Like last year was the guy who's like, yeah, you can't put cards in your bag, and I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure I can. Like that's like, the nope. strangest thing. He's like, I had all my Android Netrunner cards all rubber banded together. He's like, yeah, you can't fucking do this, dude. I'm like, no, I think I'm allowed to. So. <laughs> Um, That's not on the feel list. Free to, I'm like, feel free. I said, I'm three hours early for my flight. I can sit here all day. You want to go through my dirty underwear and like look at my Netrunner cards? That's fine with me, dude. Nice. So, fucking unbelievable. Speaking of D&D, I forgot. I, I ran uh, Lasers and Feelings one night with a group, oh, which right. I immediately devolved into Innuendo, which was a lot of fun. And then Mutant Crawl Classics, we ran a, a funnel one night. Dude, Mutant Crawl Classics, you guys are fucking hammered. Oh my <laughs> yeah. God, that was such a hoot. I was, I mean, me and Dave were playing our game, but we could just hear you guys yeah. laughing. I was, I just, I was I just went hammered. Over, I went over to watch, and like, yeah. at some point, I think Matt stood up and said like, yeah. I'm an angry drunk, <laughs> and just runs <laughs> off. I'm out. <laughs> And I was yeah. like, I'm like, wow, that's like very self-aware. Like, I'm not, I've never said I was an angry drunk while drunk. Because <laughs> nice. we were all pretty well toasted. And then Jeff comes in with shots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, not be, that, and not a that, round of beers. And, and not that Matt was being angry, but dude, it no, was like. He, yeah, he understood watching, it was that time. Watching you guys working. Through, and I think Ty was, I don't think like Ty and Rex were quite as drunk. Uh, um, Rex Rex bounced. Rex got so drunk uh, that he just. Uh, uh, smart, I think I asked for a roll and then looked at my rule book and he was gone. Did Rex say I'm done and just walk out? <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. wow. he Irish goodbye us. You had, you had a pretty good, pretty large group too. Yeah, there were there were 
quite a few of us. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah that game accommodates. I mean, we you guys have about seven or eight people playing at one time. I think eight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Reeves was pretty lit. Matt was definitely lit. Mm-hmm. You were lit. Um, but mm-hmm. you you held it together. Happy. You were still uh, running I, the adventure. Yeah. I, I don't know trick. that. I, I screwed it up. I, I don't know but... that I'm as good. I don't. I can do that as well. <laughs> but you don't run adventures, do you? Well, I mean, like when I did the D and I was pretty fucking drunk, also, and I, yeah. I I don't know how that went. I hope everybody enjoyed it. <laughs> I yeah. think everybody did. You guys were having such a good. That was one of my thing. You know, one of my regrets of the con is that I didn't get a chance to play in one of your live games. You guys, uh, yeah, we play we play a lot online. You know, or on Discord and whatnot. But I was hoping to play a live session with you guys this time around. But when we make oh, it a, a week long, then then there'll be time for everything. Yeah. Yep. Yes, we're having a great time. I didn't even catch who was playing in your D and D game, Dave. It was the same group, except uh, it was Ty instead of uh, a Lieutenant Hoplite. So Ty had to take over the squad. <laughs> poor guy. Yeah, that's a yeah, poor guy. I remember. I swear, the only memory I have from your first session of that last D and D session that you did last year, or from that session last year, was looking at. Uh, I think Lieutenant Hoplite left his little diary. I think on his on his where he was sitting at the table, <laughs> and, he, oh, and you opened it up, and on the page, his last notes were "fuck this GM." <laughs> 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 I, I, <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. It was like, I was that. Didn't you TPK? Didn't that have something like you didn't? You didn't. Yeah, I TPK'd uh, him. I yeah, you TPK'd him because you didn't do the breath management right on the. Yeah, but I don't think something. we need to re- constantly go back to that. Yeah, we're we're on <laughs> this year. Yeah, we're talking about this year. Oh, but it was so funny. Oh, okay, never mind. And then Saturday, Matt and I played Hammer of the Scots, and then I and then I basically prepped that mean Croc Classics. Did you guys keep playing Rose Gettys? We're good. I can't believe you got through that whole thing. Oh, dude, we played. We got through like fifteen turns. That's yeah. crazy. We were yeah, more we, than half, more than halfway through. I think we, we we're almost three quarters. We. I only think we had like four or five turns left. But yeah, I mean, we, it was awesome. kind of the point where the the problem is, uh, like Samer sent a lot of troops up to Harrisburg, yep. and. So I think after seeing that play out, we realized that those troops should have been down by Gettysburg and those areas. Maybe, yeah, um, it would have been hard for him to come back down from there. But we'll see. Yeah, it would, yeah, it would have been pretty tough. Time I was, yeah. But I think Samer totally had the hang of it. I mean, and the nice thing is, it runs you through all the different things you have to do in the game to know how to play. So yeah, even the advanced worlds weren't weren't that bad. Yeah, they added a little extra flavor that made it interesting. Yeah, it was uh, good. Yeah, it's a great great campaign. And then uh, Duck and B mode were playing Antietam game, except they're doing uh, 1862. But it's it's amazing because it's the same territory. Like Samer's troops are marching through Sharpsburg to get up. Meanwhile, they're on a different table fighting at Sharpsburg in 1862 with Rhodes to Gettysburg. So it was kind of, that was a nail butter. I think that one was the last turn. It was the last turn. So that's it, man. I basically went down there, had a good time. And, yeah, uh, it's always fun. There was played- a lot of lot of uh, preaching. There was a lot of church, African <laughs> church groups, like African church, like Nigerian Christian groups, or uh, really loud in the rooms next door to us, doing like mm-hmm. the kind of uh, in stuff with the music and the singing. That was loud. Yep. A lot of dancing. Even the hotel employees were like, "Yeah, sorry, this should be over soon." Like, <laughs> <laughs> bear with us. We thought you guys were going to be the most annoying thing this weekend. Yep. I ended up closing the show with that game, like I was telling you guys earlier, Helen's with Jesse. That actually is, a, oh, yeah. I've never played, I've, I've only played a handful of block games, but that was a very fun, that was a fun game. Ah, 
or I could say, let's just say, I can't really say I played. I he was teaching. It was a teaching game, and he, and he but I, but it was at the very end of the con, and I was, I we're dragging ass. Everybody's. I think I wrote. I was running on poor decisions and little sleep by that time, and it was. He was talking, and I remember pushing around some some stuff, but yeah. I did play a little bit of that, and I'm looking forward to playing that with Jesse at some point in the future on Basel if we get a chance. That's something I definitely feel like we, I want to come back to. So, yeah, just wanted to get that. Just wanted to get that in there. Yeah, I just wanted to get that in there. And and then we we also had an auction. Uh, we had some mm-hmm. great. Sam, are your fucking sound? I can hear myself in your sound. Oh, right. Raffle, right? Yeah, right. We did a raffle, right? So we we had mm-hmm. donations, including an un punched copy of case blue which so, is crazy so there you go folks that gersh walked home with right yeah i think gersh did win it so i'm hoping to buy that off of him in a couple of days <laughs> yeah. he sells it he's gonna sell it right <laughs> that's what he does yep yeah so but we had other games too that were really good there was a lot of games out of oh, yeah. games yeah. and stuff like that that went out it was nice yeah 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 very nice yep next year should yeah, be nicer that was it for I think, me i think yeah Mitch is coming to next year, right? He's always, he better come next year. Well, I think having the October, the later October date is better, but I mean, really we have no choice because it, it has more to do with when the Texas Oklahoma game is and mm-hmm. uh, when the other conflicts with the hotel, it was really the hotel. I think that pushed us into the September mm-hmm. date, so, right. but I guess we're in good shape for this upcoming date. So we'll hopefully, see. yeah, yeah. Everybody seems to yeah, I'm gonna go grab a drink real quick. Sure. Yeah. I'm going to do the same. So I'm going to get a drink. All right. All right. All right. Fuck, I'm almost out of hell's a Alright. So Sam, you've got nowhere to go. You're basically stuck in your room. I'm stuck in my room. I think I'm drinking the salad a little bit too fast. I think I saw how, how much did you buy? How, how much it was like it's like, uh, you know, it was, Can, it was they, a little 750 mils, and I'm already half, I've already got more than half the bottle done. <sighs> Have you ever had anybody like straight liquor? I mean, it's well, I mean, it's 48, it's a mix, it's a mix, but I mean, it's it's vodka, it's vodka flavored vodka, yeah. So I was a little annoyed too because with the Moscow game, it looks like they were having a fun time and everything. And I went by a couple times to be like, hey, these are some rules you guys might want to think about, but uh. Not only did they, Mr. One Thousand clip it, but I had made all these laminated like players' aids for the game, and those mm-hmm. fuckers took them all. <laughs> I thought it was gonna get them back at the end, and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck! Like I, I think I had one set that I managed to bring home with me. Mm. Oh, were, that was my what, contribution. What period is that game? What period is that? What, is that after? It is Napoleonic, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So we're talking like maybe 1792 to like 1815, probably. Yeah. yeah. You know, After, so, yeah. so uh, B- BAR is going to be like probably 1715 to like 1760, or I guess with the revolution, you know, probably you're looking at early 1700s to about 1780. Something like that, yeah. And then that, then Labatai takes, takes over from there. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Like in the American Revolution, I think they were just starting to get used to like uh, skirmish troops using mm-hmm. skirmishers, light infantry, and then the revolution, the Napoleonics really 
started using a lot more light infantry shit and stuff like that. Do you feel like in this Lobat? You like Bob? Yeah, I do. Well, I mean, I've never played Lobatel, so, but I like can go by is what I've played, you know, and I'm enjoying the bar system. It, it hasn't been easy, you know, it definitely, especially with grad school going on on top of working and family life and whatnot. But yeah, it's a, it's been a fun road. It's been, it's fun. Uh, it's been fun yeah, the two fun. games are completely different. Yeah. They're, they're two, to like, they look similar based on like how the counters are just, and mm -hmm. the maps and stuff, but they're com two completely different games. Yeah, I, I definitely, I want to ask like, you if you Like, Labatide doesn't Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, so Labatai doesn't have like the special results and all that stuff that you get in BAR and, mm -hmm. you know, this, so there's, and it's base, it's like a 66 system, a D66 system. So mm -hmm. uh, there's just a ton of differences between the two. Yeah. Does it have as many formation options that uh, BAR does? Because one of the Probably nice. More? Really? More than BAR? Hmm. I think so, probably. Is it on par complexity? -wise? I mean, line column. Because hmm. I, like, I think it, I actually think it's easier. I think, think it's easier. Than, you think than bar? bar? Oh, okay. You think it's easier than bar? Yeah. I think bar is more difficult. I yeah, think bar is more difficult. Bar's got like they've got like ten different formations that troops can, can put themselves into, and you know, and the, each of those. And can, and there's rolling for initiative. There's all mm -hmm. stuff rolling for initiative. Uh, Labatai is just straight chip hole. Hmm. Yep. So there's none of this. I rolled a 79 and you rolled mm -hmm. a zero seven. Oh, wait, that's a special <laughs> result. Let's stop everything. Oh, oh I know. Yeah. Go figure that out. But it's all those little things that make like, you know, that add the little flavor to the game, though. They that that those little I guess. special results create that crazy narrative, create those little narratives that are that different, you know, that different each game that you play, you know. Of that game, they can. So sure, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a fun system. Because, but the problem is that sometimes rolling low is usually rolling low is good in that game. I think, right? Mm -hmm. Like you want to roll low, in that but game, then when you get a special result, yeah, yeah. It's weird. Isn't it rolling on low the good? It it depends on the context. When you're doing a when you're rolling for initiative, you want to roll low. When you're rolling for disorder checks, you know you want to roll low. But then when you, but then when it comes to attacking, you want to roll high. And there's a few other, there's a number of other little situations where you want to roll high, you know. So especially when it comes to like activating yeah, that, that a unit, also yeah, when, yeah, when act, yeah, it really depends on the situation. That's one of the things that makes the game a little difficult is all these little special cases, you know, where things are a, di a little bit different than you did it handled a different but similar situation. Yeah. yeah, I think that that would happen sometimes when I was playing with Mitch, where it'd be like, mm -hmm. oh, I got a zero seven. That's awesome. He's like, well, it's a special result. And because the seven is like white, it means actually it's bad for you. Or like, you know, it just was there was times where I was like, mm -hmm. but yeah. uh, but, but I, I like the game. I, I just don't have the time to learn it. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely. Takes I, I, I know Labatai, and that's the one. I know Labatai, and that's the one I'm going to stick with. So, uh, all right, Samer. So, what are you playing now? Like, kind of what games do you have going on? Well, are you doing your combat commander. Well, one of my one of my regular partners is uh, Medicine Man. We've been we're we've been we're on a little hiatus right now after the con. We haven't gotten back together, but we tried a couple times, but it just didn't work out. But we are uh, on and I are trying to uh, we're working our way through all the Combat Commander Pacific scenarios, and we pretty much went through all the base game. We've got like maybe two or three scenarios left, and then we're going to do the. Um, 
I think I think the Pacific came out with one additional expansion set that we're going to work our way through. But it's that's been a fun game, and it really helped a lot out in the tournament because I think in this advanced after combat tournament that we did for last year or this year, it was basically all combat commander specific. So which is fun because the changes they made in that Pacific system, you know, were different enough to provide. I think personally, I like it better than the European the Europe version of it. Just because I think this few changes they did make or refinements to the game add for a little more tactical options and less randomness, you know. So, but it's heard. it's a fun, okay. it, yeah, it's a, it's a fun. I, I I I thoroughly enjoy it, and I look forward to getting back with Metis Man at some point on that. And other than that, I'm playing. Uh, I mentioned earlier that I'm playing in a weekly Monday uh, bar game with uh, Justin. We are still working our way through that system, taking our time. Sometimes we make the date, sometimes we don't, but. It is something that we are doing on the side. Other than that, I've got grad school going on and just in work, and I just don't have too much time for too many other things right now. So that's pretty much it. How about you, Jason? Oh, the, what are you playing, Jason? Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No. No, go ahead, No, Sarah. go ahead, go ahead. We'll do it. One thing that I – sorry. One thing I am looking forward to next year, I know you guys – I'm surprised you hadn't – well, you may, you may talk. I don't know what you're going to review. But um, – your Federation Empire game that you guys have been playing lately, you know, it's sparked a sci-fi game interest in me. And I'm one thing that I'm looking forward to, and I'm hoping I'll get a chance to play at next convention. I want to play Space Empires 4X with all the expansions, and you know, basically the Replicator oh. expansion and the best oh, options. Is it bad? I want to play the whole thing with all the best options turned off. I've 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 tr I've tried. I mean, I don't. I haven't tried it with all that, but it's just kind of like, in the end, I think it turns into kind of a drag. Really? Like it's not Twilight Imperium. I think Twilight Imperium is much more fun. Mm -hmm. I, I I would like to play Twilight Imperium. I just don't think that game will ever hit the table at a convention. I can see that. It might. I don't know. That's a you think that's so? a place for it. I mean, yeah. but that's that's a whole day, right? Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, it's just depends, depends on victory yeah. conditions. You can do it in five hours if you have different, depending on the victory conditions you use. You know, the players, they swears by. Who's that? They say it's fan. The players, they. I don't guys, know what that is. Players, they guys, they love that. They love that game. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that is. <laughs> He's just trying to pimp another podcast or something. Is that another podcast? The players, not, not a, no, no, they're, nope, they're a YouTube channel. Uh, oh jeez! Not even uh, a Not even do you think, do you think you might spend too much time on YouTube, Samer? Is that part of the problem? Too much YouTube. I've mentioned, I've mentioned one YouTube channel that I watch, and two that I haven't. Two podcasts that I haven't watched, but heard that they were. <laughs> and 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 then you, you you also said you watched this other guy, the guy who uh, was talking about the real. If you watched him on YouTube, that was I watched that in two thousand eight. <laughs> I just if we were talking about the housing boom, you'd ask me, and it kind of struck me. That, gotta, that was an interesting story. That was an gotta, interesting story from that time. You, know? you got to stay up on conspiracy theory somehow. I, I think yeah, YouTube is for. I think Space Empires is cool. I I really want to like it, but whenever I start playing it, it's kind of like mm -hmm. I end up just being like, mm, it just doesn't grab me. It can't hold my attention. Really? I'm spending a lot of time trying to pick up that last mansion, and you really... <laughs> well, I've got, I have it all. And like, it, I own it all. But Duck says it's Because I basically buy everything. <laughs> I buy everything. Duck says space. it's fun. Duck says it's a fun game. 
Are you, Dave? Are you getting mm-hmm. that that um, John Butterfield Space Corp game? Of course, yeah, of course. I'm buying that too. Uh, it's yeah. tempting, but I don't know. Something about it just it's like it's, a, I don't like I don't even really understand what I'm buying, but I'm yeah, because it's space. It, I think that's fair. He had me at yeah. space, and it's John the, Butterfield. Isn't that the same Space Empires? Basically, no, isn't, no, it's not. Oh, it's the other. I, I thought it was Space Corps. I, I thought it's not related. See, I have no idea what I'm buying. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoy it. I thought I thought that game and that what's that other one? That other variant of the uh, what's that? Oh my god, I'm talent. too much here. No, not talent. I, no, I know all ta- the talent ta- stuff too. I don't. I'm, that's I'm getting Empires. talent products that I'm not even sure what I'm getting. Like talent <laughs> one thousand. I'm not sure what that was. I'm getting that apparently. And, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed that Who game, knows? but I, I, I know I know I know Duck is big big on that game, but I, it's it's a puzzle game. I mean, I it, I felt like every turn was like a puzzle, and it's fun, but I, it just didn't flow. It's Nighthawks was I don't know. Anyway, I'm I, I don't know. I'm I'm rambling now. But yeah, there's well, Samer, we we are we are going to talk about Federation Empire tonight. Oh, sweet, nice. Well, the, well, so, the other oh, this let me finish my chain of thought. That other game i was thinking of that's in that whole universe that's coming out is that triumph and strategy spinoff uh what is it uh, yeah. Yeah. ordered that Something. also ordered that also. i Did might you? get that one yeah. now, i i might get that one and i don't know about space corp that's about long story short i was trying to get to <laughs> Woo, that day, I, right. I, I, I have been playing <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had anybody throw up on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> I, I have after we've been done, I know but I don't think during the recording. I know Carl's come close. Yeah, I know Carl came close. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. That was fun. So I've been playing Fire in the Lake with Leroy Braxton mm-hmm. and Francisco. Nice. Um, we're almost mm-hmm. done. I think Francisco is going to take it as the U.S. Um, playing Longstreet Attacks with Mitch. Uh, that game doesn't play by email super great. The it's just it's slow, um, but it's still it's still fun seeing the game actually play out. Um, I'm just now starting Fifth Fleet with Trip. I'm enjoying the the fifth or the the fleet games. Um, I don't know how well that's gonna play by email, so we might have to schedule some time. Um, and then on the solo table, I've been playing uh, Sea Lords, which is not a solo game and should not be played solo. Um, and Tunnels and Trolls. I've been playing uh, Buffalo oh, that, Castle. That's solo for sure. Solo Man. RPG. Yeah, I've almost bought that so many times because it's, it's, it's such fun. A, a great, it's so, fun. A good solo yeah. system. That and the After Dark, the, was that Four After Darkness one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 really different. Uh, the the Tunnels and Trolls are basically almost choose your own adventure it's paragraph driven um Mm -hmm. and um the the four against darkness is a dungeon crawl that you're kind of mapping out and rolling on tables to see what you you encounter now now how does buffalo castle give its name why is it called buffalo castle because you're exploring um a castle called buffalo castle that's it i mean i thought maybe there's i didn't them okay i've i've uh i've gotten out with my life barely uh the the two times i've played it so i haven't maybe gotten deep enough because there's a lot of opportunity that you can just kind of escape Mm -hmm. 
I love those old names. Like uh, even for me, the old RuneQuest adventures, like Hell Pits of Nightfang mm-hmm. or or Duck Pond or Apple Lane. But they're like <laughs> Duck Pond, they make yeah. no sense. Yeah. But like we just remember them from. <laughs> like, yeah. They 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 have this life of their own. Mm. Well, the, the other big module I have for Tunnels and Trolls is called Naked Doom, and you just wake up in a dungeon naked, and you have to kind of figure it out Oof. from there. The cover art's great. Busty chick on the cover. And... Is, this, is that an original one? Yeah. yeah. Or is that like something new? Okay. Nice. No, it's it's from way back in the day. Speaking of uh, solo RPGs, one thing that I, I'm looking at dabbling in that a little bit, but after you know a class after the semester during this Christmas break, I'm wanting to uh, I'm going to explore one of those Conan solo games for GURPS. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. is cool. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm definitely, because I, I w- it would have been nice to do that before we actually, I think, what is our next session on the 29th, I think? Our next is this session. so you can practice using all your voices? You're going to use yeah. your voices. <laughs> yeah, I guess. You know, what's in, you know what another good solo one is? Uh, uh, horse Clans for GURPS. They've got a horse clans. Yeah, do you ever see that series? The horse clans. It was a paperback series, like uh, Pittsburgh, yeah, like, Harsburg. It's like mm. post-apocalyptic. Mm. Uh, but horse clans is a solo adventure, also, where you're kind of like, are you going to be recruited to fight in the horse clan wars? And mm-hmm. it's it looked pretty cool. Yep, I'm gonna. I'll look into that. Yeah, I've already downloaded the uh, the fork. I think about with fork. Solo Conan expand or Conan games, I believe, for Curbs. So yeah, I'll look at I'll yeah, add I that think, to the list. I think probably, I think you probably already know someone who can give you the horse clans. <laughs> who can make that available Maybe. on a loan? Maybe. Um, I'm sure there's somebody out there in our guild. But it's cool. It's kind of like where you're you're sitting at like the banquet table, and the Duke of of Pittsburgh sits next to you and he's like what you say to him depends on where you go yeah they're all you're you're constantly trying to figure out what the the you know what the the renditions of the names that they have like what states or cities it's all like northeast Mm -hmm. that's cool that's a great i always liked the series as a kid so for me it's fun Mm -hmm. i'm gonna check those out yeah that's cool nice and it's an excuse to play groups yeah yeah I don't know how much actual gameplay there is, like role playing, like rolling dice and stuff, but I think you definitely is kind of a chooser type feel. Mm, nice. Right, Dave, so, what are you uh, playing? I'm doing ASL with Pete. We're back at Shield of Chome. Nice. Um, getting through that. Uh, and then with Ralph, I am. we have gone back to Federation and Empire. And it's funny because I look back like four years ago, we played it and man, I made a ton of like, I guess I don't remember much of what we played because, uh, but I did a lot of work like preparing like industrial production sheets for the game. And, and I've got all this stuff to control my production. Cause basically like Federation empire is basically an old game that has been updated now a bunch of times. I think there's actually now a current edition and it's basically the strategic version of the Star Trek wars, basically. And there was a huge war fought in Star Trek, I guess, where the Klingons and the Lyrans decided to attack a couple other nations. And then the Federation jumped in and then the Romulans jumped in against the Federation. So it basically starts escalating kind of like a world war one type situation. Um, so, uh, 
basically the game follows along those, but it also has a bunch of expansions that gives you a ton of other wars you can fight and battles. And when you first kind of read it, you're like, okay, it seems like the system's pretty simple. Like all ships move six hexes, you know, and they just basically, and then you can move your guys, but there's a lot of uh, rules for reaction, reservement, stuff like that. But then once you get past the actual combat system, when you get into like uh construction and the way the empire economics work it is fucking really deep like you've got a, like a basically like a production uh schedule and then you can substitute different ships and then you can uh, convert some ships at star bases into other ships like again and so the, the tough part for me was when i first played i was playing like the klingons and the lyrans and like i didn't know what the hell their ships were because the Klingons are like, oh, this is a D6. Like, Ralph knows, I'm playing Ralph. Ralph knows all the ships because he played, like, Starfleet battles and shit. So I'm like, what the fuck is a D6? He's like, oh, well, it's a, not as good version of a D7. You know, like, like, so I'm like fuck, I don't know. Is it a, <laughs> Thanks, I'm like, is, I'm like, is it a heavy <laughs> cruiser? Is it a regular? I'm trying to figure out, like, like trying to find, like, English, like, versions of what these ships are. So I'm, I'm going to grab, so I've got my... I have basically production schedules for the Lyrans and for the Klingons. And so these are the kind of things that I get to read. Substitutions. Once per turn, one light cruiser can substitute for a CA or a CW. DD can substitute for CW or DW, no more than one scout. Once per year, an STT, only in years 170 or later. And you might ask, dear listener, uh, we know what a CA is. That's a heavy cruiser. Right, because that's again one of the stupid abbreviations even the U.S. Navy has, right. where the so word dumb. "heavy" is not anywhere in the description of CA, but whatever. Um, I guess it's cruiser armored. Maybe that's where the A comes from. Then the CW would be war cruiser, like cruiser war. But then once per year, instead of a CA cruiser armored. I can build an STT. It's an STT. Oh, well, that's something called a saber-toothed tiger cruiser. <laughs> like, what the fuck? There's a, like, there's no, how the fuck would I possibly know that an STT is a saber-toothed tiger? Like, so, and then there's rules for, like, uh, tugs. I can Makes more tugs. Sense. Makes more sense than a heavy cruiser. That's true. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. right. Yeah, that's right. You see, you, you know what you're dealing with, right? <laughs> yeah, and then like, but these are the types of rules you're dealing with. Like, the, you go to the Klingons, it's like, oh, once per year, a C7 can sub for a D7 or C8. A TG, A slash B can sub for a D6 or D... You can get really quickly... Sounds like ASL. Right. But the truth is the game is pretty fucking cool. Like, what you're really trying to do is... Like with the Lyrans, so I I'm, I basically start with two races. I have the Lyrans, who are cats, like basically like bobcats, and the Klingons. And they're trying to go to war against the Zin, who are also cats, but I guess different types of cats. So the Lyrans and the Zin do not like each other. So um, the, the, the thing is, the Zin have a lot of carrier units, like they have carriers and fighters. The Lyrans have like catamarans type ships. Like their ships are like double hulls connected to each other. And then they're trying to upgrade by putting in a third hull to make them better fighters. And they don't have like carriers. But the Klingons have all this shit. So basically you're trying to like upgrade all these fucking empires while you're trying to like fight a war. So there's a lot of complicated shit. 
spreadsheets. I mean, you 18xx guys might love this shit. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we lost Sammer. No, he didn't even turn his mic off continuous. We're going to hear this. <laughs> Go ahead and take a break, Sam. Or just turn your mic on. But yeah, so the game is, I think the game is actually pretty cool. And this is just the basic and advanced game. Um, very complicated. But I, since I bought Fighter combined, like they have all these expansions too. How the fuck can Sam have his own room? I don't know. And he said he shit just up can't early. get, he, he can't get it right. A, He's a fucking IT professional. Like he works. He works with computers. <laughs> I, don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Sam, you better wash your hands. I better hear that sink running, buddy. There we go. He's muted and deafened. But yeah, so it's kind of cool. You know, construction industry, you have technologies that come up during the wars. Uh, each race has like probably 80 or 90 different ships they can build once all the expansions are put in. Um, so are you playing like a campaign or are you playing scenarios? Well, you can. So we're starting the, ours, I think ours is the, the wind and it goes like the wind, the tempest, the storm, the hurricane as it starts to grow. So we're in year 169, which is where the Klingons and the Lyrans attacked us in. Two years later, the hides become involved, but you could also jump ahead five years later where everyone's fighting. Hmm. And then seven years from the day of the scenarios are all, it's kind of like in a World War One game, then letting you either start in 1914 or 1915 or 1917, you know, wherever you want to start. It's, it, it's complicated. It's a, <laughs> but, but it sounds like you're having fun with it. And you guys keep I'm coming back to it. Sorry. How'd it go? Okay. Everything come out okay, Sammy? No, no blood. You know, um, I was... Uh, did you I throw up? Sam, I, was Sam, did, to, I was trying did, to... No, no. Did you just throw up? No. I tried to take a piss, and all I could... Okay, I, stop I, right I, there. I, I, no, I stop right my, there, please. I set my headset no, we, down, we, and we, all I could, I could hear you guys, like, God damn it, Sarah, something like <laughs> Because we could hear ourselves. I professional. Oh, was it? How could you hear yourselves? It was so I don't know. You have something wrong. You didn't set your computer I can still hear myself. Oh, you know what it is. My you guys were talking, the, it was coming so loudly through my headset that my mic is so sensitive it picked it up when I was laying down on the table. That's so, what it so was. You should turn your input down, probably. Uh, well, I turned it, I came back real quick before I had to piss, before I actually pissed. But yeah, so the, so the game's really cool. So while you're attacking, basically, like as the Lyrans are attacking, they're trying to reduce the, the Zin have all these battles battle stations and all these defenses, you're trying to destroy all that shit. You also then, as your guys are moving your fleets to attack the Zin, you have to have tugs bringing up other bases. You have mobile bases that you can bring up and construct. So there's a whole infrastructure you're trying to build to support your, your fleets as they attack. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's fucking really cool. So I mean, how, how you guys play for how long on Vassal? Like two or three hours? We'll probably pay for two hours. And uh, like, how how much do you get done? We get we get like one usually like like I'll do my production, and then I might move my fleets, and then we're done. Okay. And then, then Ralph will react with his stuff, and he might do his production. You know, it's like kind of like yeah. We, you can only get so much done. Yeah, it sounds very because it it sounds like it's not just uh, fairly complex, but there's a lot of stuff on the board. 
and a lot of well, stuff you have to right. so look, just, think about moving just, and managing and upgrading. Right. As, as, as an example, like if I move within two hexes, normally if I move with adjacent to a, a fleet or like a bunch of ships, they can react and then move into that hex and intercept me. Basically, they can react to there. So they say, you move adjacent to me, well, I'm going to move into that hex, so now we're both there. But if you have scouts, you can then move two, you have reaction within two hexes of you. So like it matters whether you have a scout ship or not, or if you're on a star base, that gives you added range to move. Um, there's just, yeah, and so, and even when ships fight each other, it's really generally you roll two dice, you decide how intense the battle is going to be, and it gives you a percentage. So if I've got like 80 ship points fighting uh, and I get a 25%, I'm going to do 20 points of damage to you. And then you have to decide from your ships how you want to absorb that damage. Um, but the, the, the idea is you might have a giant fleet with like 40 ships in it, but you can only command so many fleet ships in battle. So uh, I might have a flagship. And that flagship can maybe command nine or ten ships. That'll be my battle force. I'll have like my flagship, like a might be a dreadnought or a command cruiser, and it can command nine ships. And I'm facing off against your battle force. So we've got a whole bunch of other ships that aren't fighting. They're just part of the flotilla. Command capacity. Yeah, they're there. But so that's where some of the interesting things for how you set up your games, how or set up your fleets. Those guys that are in the flotilla. If some of them are carriers, they can contribute their fighter squadrons to the battle force <laughs> instead of ships. Or, or if you have drone ships who are basically like missile frigates, they can sit back in the flotilla and fire drones and contribute combat power just based on their drone fire. So, so how you develop your fleets matters. Is this know? something that you enjoy more? And I carriers mean, have to I'm sorry, escorts. Go ahead. I think I like it. No, I think I, I like it. It sounds like I it, think yeah. The, this thing for, well, well, the thing for Ralph and I is uh, Ralph is not into a lot of periods that I'm into. And so we, and I'm not into a lot of periods he's into. So we always struggle to find like a, a game that we both mm -hmm. want to play. And I think for us, this is like a game that we both want to play. So, uh, but yeah, there's just a lot of thinking going on in the game. And because uh, you're like, well, I want to have a lot of drones. Well, before you can decide you want to have a lot of drone uh, fighting, you need to come up with an economic plan on how you're going to build these drone cruisers. And that's based on then your construction and your star bases and all that stuff. So you kind of have to have an idea of where you want to be. And the advantage of having fighters is um, if I have all regular ships and he has all carriers, uh, I do 20 damage to him, he does 20 damage to me. The 20 damage to me, I have to take with like my ships getting crippled and then later on having to get repaired. He can absorb his damage with his fighters. So he might lose, I might lose 20 points worth of ships. He loses 10 points worth of fighters and 10 points worth of ships. Well, in between battles, you get all your fighters back. Hmm. Oh, wow. So as we're fighting these battles, I'm losing 20. He's really only losing 10 because... He has fighters that are going to be uh, when you when you buy carriers, you pay extra for fighters, and that basically reflects the fact that you have pilot training programs that then allow you to replenish your fighters between turns. So, like his half his casualties when I'm fighting the Zin because they have carriers aren't permanent; they're just temporary for that turn. Meanwhile, my casualties are all permanent. I have to send them back to star bases to get repaired, or they're destroyed, or whatever. So, that's kind of 
it's a it's a it fucking sounds, cool yeah, game. That's cool. And yeah. I'm not a Star Trek. I'm not a Star Trek cool. guy. It's one of the few Star Trek games that I would would be interested in playing. Yeah. You know? That same same with me. Same with me. I'm not. I did. I messed around with Fed Commander. Mm -hmm. I thought it was okay, but even like a tug. You've got a tug, and you're like, oh, it's a fucking tug. Like tugs will usually do stuff like pull up a fleet repair dock behind your fleet, so that all my damage ships mm -hmm. can get to it. Or, but the other thing a tug can do is you can put a carrier pod on it, which converts the tug into a tug carrier that then has fighters that come out. So there's, and you have so many pods, you can. There's just there's so much shit you can do. Are in you the thinking game. about jockeying stuff? This game, or and, not jockeying? I'm Having a hard time searching for words right now, but uh, are you thinking about possibly playing this game? No, so like if we yeah. did Swolcon, I think we could do it for a Swolcon game, but it would be basically like we start with maybe three or four. The cool thing is because if we had five guys who want to play, we can start it at like in 1916, you know, or whatever, like using the World War One reference when we've got five nations that are all fighting each other, mm. or. We could start it with a couple, and then guys can play side games. And when we get to that point, we could say, "Okay, now you're going to hop in because now you're going to play the Federation." Or, but guys kind of have to know how to do it. Like, I now know how to play the Lyrans, and I kind of know how to play the Klingons because I've done it. But like, if I had to go play the Romulans, I don't know any of their shit or what they need or any of their shit types or whatever. <clears throat> but but dude, and later on, you've got like hospital ships. Police carriers, Marines, special forces teams. Like there's all it just it just starts to completely spin out of control. Nice. Seems pretty That's involved. Crazy. I'm like, yeah. Is it I it, it, it I'd have to really think about it. I only have it, so much room it, and time in my art. It, it's really oh, not ahead. that go ahead. It's not it's really it's really not that important. It's not that important uh, not, not that important, not that expensive mm -hmm. for the investment. I think for like seventy bucks. Mm -hmm. You can get the basic new version of the game, which gives you basic and advanced game that you could fight the entire all the wars with just that. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, guys could come watch us play too. But I mean, we do we generally do we take it easy. We don't go crazy, you know. So we do uh, like like I said, generally I'll do production for both mm -hmm. countries, both my nations, and then I might move, and then then maybe we wait, and then we do it. We we're just trying to think. like we have battles set up next time if guys want to watch our next uh next week's thing is going to be a bunch of fucking battles because the klingons and the lyrans both invaded this right. last turn so we're all we got probably six or seven aren't battle you teaching axes. jack how to play this game on bath aren't you aren't you running jack through some basic stuff i can't remember yeah with, with jack i did a bunch of little uh sample battles for him to kind of mm -hmm. show him so oh, okay gotcha Gotcha. And and there's stuff like there's little things like so when I do twenty damage to you, you get to pick the ships that get damaged, right? Mm -hmm. You're gonna say, oh, it's 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 very simple. Like if you have a six strip and there's twenty points of damage, you can flip that ship to crippled, and that absorbs six of the twenty damage you took. So now you only have to delegate allocate fourteen points of damage, and so that you go through it. But I've got ships called Maulers that are like big spinal mount, gigantic weapon ships. And then I can say, no, I'm doing directed damage. So I'm actually shooting directly at this one ship and you're going to take all the damage off that ship. And Maulers are better at doing damage to those ships. So there is some kind of strategy for how you allocate damage. And I recommend it. It's good. It still holds up pretty well. That's awesome. That's it. I'm not reviewing the game, but I just wanted to talk about it. So. So play it, Federation Empire. It's good, good stuff. Good deal. Or come watch us play. 
so that's it. And then um, I got an 1866 review. I can absolutely go last, last on that one. So uh, I don't know if, Sammer, you got a review you want to do? I think we probably want to get you knocked out right now. No, no, no. I'm just getting uh, – dude, I'm getting started. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. I, I don't think I've hit you okay? Jason, I'm good. Jason, did you, did you, uh, do, do you we, want to review or – Wait a minute. Do we want to do reviews now? Do you guys don't want to talk to my duck? Oh, yeah, we could. Let's do that. Let's talk yeah. about that. I just watched it. I didn't participate. That's why you didn't want to talk about it. That's why you didn't bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's always so much fun. Like It when, is. When I participate, I get too angry. I get too yeah. angry. Because mm-hmm. I still feel, even in this one, that the gifts were uneven. <laughs> I'm not gonna and it say, just I'm, makes me mad. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. Too. I thought some of the gifts say. were like, I saw th- some of the gifts I thought were like, I was like, are you fucking serious, dude? whatever you know what i mean like i think mine is one of those no i don't think so because you're making a game for someone that's yours yours is is one of the more thumbed ones because for a good reason yeah yeah so yeah but you know i mean wasn't your wasn't your game wasn't your old game out there your original game that you submitted in the white (laughs) duck no 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 no. my point is this my point is this first of all yeah i could throw my copy of prussia's glory two out there got for free i think it did did consum world but no eyes and i'll Mm -hmm. be like i'm like there you go just and because i just want to get that one hit Mm -hmm. like i want one shit that's it well i don't think well see that's the thing that's the beauty of the white duck and i I think the way the rules work it's got to be something so a good number of people want or else it gets canned right I can't remember the the rules. I think no, nope. yeah, but, if you don't, but, yeah, there's a minimum. Yeah, but no, but people will people will thumb things. Like I've been like, <laughs> I'm like, that's why true. are you thumbing that game? <laughs> that's true. Some people are I'm like, that's clearly a terrible game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the people are like, oh, we'll let the market decide. I'm like, all right, fucker. I'm like, whatever. That's <laughs> true. There's always those people are trying to game the the most thumbs one, and I don't even I can't even remember how Duck actually resolves that. It, in, if you thumb everything, wouldn't so there be a kid? When you look at, I don't even know how it works because it, when you look at all the rules he has now, it's so complicated. But that's why it's so good, though. That's why it's so great. <laughs> oh, I, I, I told him, I said, I can't believe you can run it, and like, because I was like, hey, great job. I thought you did a really good job. It was entertaining. I said, I can't believe, and he's like. Not sure if sarcastic. I'm like, no, no, I'm <laughs> honestly complimenting you on it. Oh, that's funny. Uh, I love it, but that you know, it's his, it's his rule. It's the overly complex rules for this, you know, Christmas or Secret Santa thing that makes it great. Yeah, yeah I, I, I thought it was bad form for Trip to put up the game that I gave him for, uh, for whatever. That, 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 that was not. A big issue with me. I was just kind of like, all right, um, like literally, like I've regifted stuff, but I've never done it at like the same Christmas party that the person who was attending the party Next was summer. at. You know, whatever. Yeah, that's right. That's a lot about you, Trip. So whatever. Right. Hey, just uh, no, but like, Jason, so I, I, I thought so, I thought some of the gifts were like kind of like not in line with. Uh-huh. The generosity. Yeah, and and there, I think there were those, and I just don't pay attention to them. I just yeah. don't thumb them, and I just move on. I think I think just the spectacle of it—it's so fun. It is. Oh no! And there was a lot of there was a lot of sniping where a lot, people a lot would of gifts. have 
people would have eight fucking shits and one guy would be wedged between <laughs> eight and seven shits and they would nail right in between them and get this one guy I'm like oh shit I mean there was a lot of die rolling where it's like I, I was one of those guys I was a, I was like you drawn were, yeah. seven yeah I only had one shit out there I was surrounded by a couple of guys who had yeah. like three and four chits. There were a couple. It was it was incredible the number of guys who got nailed, like just got plucked out from a, uh, surrounded by <laughs> chits owned by other people. But that's why it's I'm like so Luxembourg, Miss Miss Luxembourg <laughs> wearing, winning like the Miss Miss Galaxy competition. Like, you got it. <laughs> Took that seven to the top. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was. Uh, I mean, so that was funny. Yeah, I think a lot of guys got really good games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. I got, for mine. A, I, I got a bunch of I got a bunch of them to mail out. Uh, Matt walk uh, Matt out of Texas one mine, so yeah. So, so what did what did Samer what did what did you end up winning? I ended up, you know, the white duck has been very good to me. Every single, I think I won the Vietnam huge Vietnam bundle the first year. I can't remember which one I won right now. For I won, but I know it was something really good. And then this year I won the uh, oh. I won the one that was top thumbed, and I was even that was the seventh pick. I don't know why nobody picked it besides me, you know, before me, but it was Same. the one. It was the cash. It was the Anthony's, oh, Anthony's cash yeah, grab, nice. right? But yeah, yeah, one hundred fifty bucks, pretty solid. Yeah, that's good. That's very good. I and still J- haven't. And Jason, what did you win? I got the um, Mark Herman Peloponnesian War solo game with some other decision game solo games the little like folio games nice who who donated that um blair yeah it's reprint it's getting it's getting reprinted but yeah and i'm not gonna i wasn't gonna get the reprint so this is a way to at least check it out and i'll I'll, I'll re-gift it next year yeah my my problem for it i think is when i do participate when i look at some of the stuff there's a bunch of stuff that i don't really want so then then i'm like well why like it's yeah. kind of like you're giving good stuff, but there's nothing you really. And I know it's about the spirit of. <laughs> I guess. Well, that's my thing is I don't I don't have yeah. games I don't want anymore. I don't. I know that right. Yeah. I would sell my games. But yeah. Like, I actually I usually do not give away games at all. Like I because mm-hmm. I find that when I do do that, I end up buying the game back again later on. Yeah, I'm in that. I'm in that now. Who won your gift? What they choose for you to make? Um, Leroy did, um, and he picked uh, like a handful of smaller games. Nothing, none of the big ones. What, what were you offering to make? Um, an 18xx game or uh, aliens, and then some small games that are you know a couple pages and some cubes and stuff. Oh, you should have bought aliens. He should have made you make aliens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was prepared aliens to. Is totally- Aliens is totally worth it. That was such a fun game. Leroy still can change your mind. Change your mind. Make, yep, make your I aliens. told him. That's a good game. Yeah. yeah Mr. 1000 has gotten thousands of hours of gameplay. <laughs> 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 that was a fun game. And Samer, what did you contribute? I contributed... Uh, oh, the modern bundle. Yeah. Those Warfighter. Magic- no. It was Magic the Gathering, is what I can. Oh, well, that's right. Yeah. And, and, me. And, I, and I had. Uh, well, I, I think yeah, it was Warfighter, the Warfighter locker, right? <laughs> yeah, is it, this is this all shit that you found like under your gaming table? Like, no, this, this a lot of this was all brand. A lot of this was brand new. It's still in shrink. Uh, I I gave away 
well, the, I led with Magic the Gathering just because it's Magic the Gathering in a wargaming guild. That's right. And I, <laughs> I led with Magic the Gathering. It was basically two little, it was two of the uh, Planeswalker starter packs in, or dual, dual packs that you get, you know, that you can pick up at Walmart or whatever. It was a couple of those. Uh, but it's a great starter set, you know, for somebody wanting to dabble in uh, Magic the Gathering. So your, gi I, your gift is basically you went to Walmart. No, I actually purchased that at uh, well, I'm saying you could pick it up at Walmart, but I actually, but <laughs> your, I think I bought gift, those. Your gift is I saved you a trip to Walmart. It just sounds like it just sounds more fun that I say that I bought it from Walmart, but I actually think I picked them up from Barnes and Noble. And then, uh, but I also gave, I had a Modern Warfare kicker with it though, that came with uh, a shrink wrap copy of uh, South China Sea, that new one by Compass Games, a uh, copy of Dian Ben Fu and Shrink. And uh, the Warfighter, a copy of uh, the Warfighter card game with all the Kickstarter bits and the Foot Locker. Which is pretty nice. Yeah, it was a pretty good battle. Yeah, definitely hit me up hard on the shipping side. Oh, so that's why I hadn't gone out yet. My, you know, this, wait, the, wait till Monday. The, is the DMB through the Legion game? Yeah, yeah. The, oh, the that's Le good. That yeah, it's a, yeah, they were solid games. That's the Kim Kanger game? Mm -hmm. yeah. That's good. Mm -hmm. Okay, yep. I take it back then. No. <laughs> you could you could have left out the Walmart the Walmart but, Magic yeah. the Gathering shit. But it was probably. great because when he made the final list though of all the top picks, my Magic the Gathering is seven and sixth or seventh in the guild. So it, I just love that seeing that for some reason. <laughs> so devious. It wasn't it. I know. Uh, so Oh, Samurai, I think you should re review a game. What? Really? Oh, we're done with the duck? Okay. What? <laughs> what else do you want to talk about? Now. I don't know. There were good the gifts. Gift. It was a lot of fun. The gifts, the gifts were great. All the madness. Or the anger. I mean, right. the memes. You guys have the really strong memes. And yeah. I cannot. I don't even understand where half the memes come from. <laughs> it's so good. I don't even know how some of you guys find your shit so fast. I mean, somebody will make something or lose something, and then they'll find some <laughs> some gif that puts a funny contextual spin on it, and it's just a, a lot of angry. I didn't realize pandas were so angry. A lot of angry pandas. Uh, did you see? Uh, that was great. Did you see? Uh, Jace B mode on when he won uh, when he chose his Mowitz game. He, oh, yeah. he actually he photoshopped it in. He photoshopped it in there really quick. The loot right. game. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Oh god, I can hardly talk right now. Shit. How come it feels like it's we've been going for this for a while, but it's not that it's been two well, and a half hours. Yeah, it's been two and a half hours. It doesn't, no, it doesn't it doesn't feel that long. Well your time's different because you, you kept like shutting down your mumble. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's true. true. Okay, all right. All right let me see. Do you, all right, I guess I'll go. Let me see here. <sighs> find it. Are you doing Battle of Fontenoy? Yeah. Do you have something right. written prepared that you're trying to find? What is it? No, no, no. Read it. I'm just uh, just in case I need to reference any of the PDF stuff. I, I'll lead into it for you. Beep, 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 <laughs> well, I'm not even gonna. I'm nice. not gonna go in. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Reviews on the bottom of the Battle of Fontenoy, you know, uh, by um, <clears throat> by Clash of Games published. Clash of Arms and, games published Garrick, in 2012. Garrick, Garrick said that if you don't like a game, you should give it a negative review. Don't just don't just be nice about games. When did Give he, bad reviews too. When did he say that? He just said this in his last one. He was talking about reviews in the industry. Ah, because I didn't. He said people are too nice on reviews. Oh, well, he's not taking a page out of D6 Generation, guys. 
No, another podcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's like, fuck. Sam, Sam just took a pencil and lined that off his list. <laughs> How many more are there? Let's just line them out. Okay, hold on a second. Heavy cardboard, wrinkled war gamers, uh, low player count. That's right. I was going to bring up one player podcast story that you made us over that you skipped over. The Grogcast. What's the other Grogcast? Yeah, the Grogcast. Yeah, wrinkled war gamers. Improvised Star Trek. What's that's a good one. What's the guy by you? What's his war game show called? War games to go. War games to go. Yeah, and board games to go. Both, both good. Who is no? Who's that? Ruby Dice? No, what is it? No, it's not that. I've been diced. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he does. He do it anymore. No, that was that was that was that was a good one though. I don't know. I wish. How dare you? Well, I I said good, not great. Okay. Messy game room. What other ones are ones that gone? That's right. Yeah. Yep. They got a new uh, salad bar thing for their game room. I, 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 I think he's <laughs> – is he even up? I think Marshall's Facebook is down, I think. Is it down? I think oh, it's yeah. down. Yeah, I think it's uh, down. Who knows? Last thing, last he might have just up. unfriended me. I can never figure out what's going on. Get some kind of like <laughs> – he gets mad about something. He got gifted – or he picked up a sweet buffet salad bar recently. He was, he was pimping on there. Uh, yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah. You didn't see that? Yeah, he might, have, he might have defriended me. Ah. Let's see here. All right. Sam, yeah, if you uh, read from a script, we're, we're done. I'm not reading from a script. I'm going to be very upset. You'll very quickly that I'm not reading from a script. But I'm going to cover the, you know, as I mentioned earlier, the Clash of Arms game called Battle of the Fonway. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, the me and B motor and quite extensively uh, lately, you know, through the con and whatnot and it's a it's a fun game and um look and it covers one of the major the bottle fight in a way in case you guys aren't history nuts out there like me it basically covers one of the major battles in the war of the austrian secession and it's and it, the war of austrian secession was basically a conflict that involved you know a lot of the major powers of europe that had that, that had an issue with uh, arch the archduchess maria Theresa, if i'm correct um on her assuming the throne, you know, after the death of King uh, Charles the Sixth, and and I think it was due to some law called the what is it? Medicine Man's going to give me on this one, the Salic Law, or something like that, that said that no royal inheritance could be assumed by a woman. Anyway, this covers one of the battles. I cannot of that. believe you did all this. What? What? Is this I'm giving you. War of Austrian succession during the quiz. Some war you've this actually read up on. This is one war that I read up on, just because I've been playing <laughs> it on and off for the last six months. All right. So, but <clears throat> you know, this the Fontenoy. This particular. Now, I am not going to cover. I'm not going to go into the mechanic details. Of it. This is this is going to be a short and sweet kind of review, and it's and it's be one of my famous executive summaries that Rex likes to call. You know, <laughs> and whenever I whenever I do I do review something. I don't really go into a lot of detail, but um, it uh, it I'm not going to cover. I'm not going to go into the mechanics too in depth because I heard that quite a bit. I think back in the February podcast when you covered Mulwitz and um, Mulwitz and Ligaswitz or something like that, or or Chosewitz, whatever that, whatever yeah. whatever the fuck that was, dude. The latest one in the series that was recently released, and um, yeah, I'm basically gonna, I'm going to cover Fontenoy in very high level terms and. 
basically explained and come at it with the angle. If you're interested in uh, wanting to play or, or explore the bar system, this is a good place to do it, and I'm going to explain why here in a minute. Um, basically, the Belle Fontenoy which is, you know, the French commanded by Maurice de Sack, and it's the pragmatic allies made up of uh, Dutch, Hanoverian, British, and some Austrian forces led by uh, the Duke of Cumberland, a young Duke of Cumberland. And um, one thing, as I mentioned earlier, I'm not going to go too much into the mechanics of the system, but one of the things, this particular bar, the battles uh, from the Age of Reason is considered one of the, it is considered the game system that best models 18th century, mid-18th century warfare. And <clears throat> what's what's unique with Fontenoy is that it's the seventh game, the seventh volume in a series, and it came out in 2012. And Shortly after 2012, uh, sh shortly after that, they came out with the bar primer. Oh, and this is going to be very controversial with me. Oh, I already it? feel my temper rising about this. Yeah. and I'm gonna. And part of the reason why this now, it, I thought it was interesting that they came out with the bar primer and kind of a, tied it into tied it with the Fontenoy game because a lot of the examples that the bar primer uses, uh, uh, you know, reference the Fontenoy game basically. And um, the Fontenoy game is is one of the it's the first game I think when they first it's one of the isn't it the first game in the series that came out that were that were with the updated third edition rules I believe and they also right. Correct. yeah yeah and it, <clears throat> it and it also happens to have some of the more it's got a lot of exceptions I mean there's a lot of special rules and everything this isn't a, a clean little conflict like maybe the Molwitz or the Choswitz uh, scenarios are in the newer release, which I think would have made a better tutorial game, but it's neither here nor there. Um, Fontenoy is the game that, you know, that came out. It's the seventh one in the series. And shortly after that, they came out uh, with the Spar Primer. And then the Spar Primer came out, it was, <clears throat> came out with, they knew that a lot of people, you know, they were hearing, you know, they were hearing, you know, reports that people were having a hard time learning uh, the system because of the complexity and whatnot. So they introduced the Spar Primer and they made a lot of references with Fontenoy. And this particular primer also, when the primer originally came out, it came out with an updated set of uh, counters and erotic counters uh, along with the actual original primer itself. Yes, uh, yes exactly. that, that would update all the previous volumes of the game in that system up to the third edition. So if, 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 you, if this is a system that really does pique your interest, at some point along your or exploration or collection of the bar system, you might want to, might be, might be uh, of interest to you to try and find a copy of the original version of the bar primer, because right now it's in its third edition, and I'll get to that in just a second. But the original version of it was the physical copy of the bar primer that came with the updated physical copy of the counters, the updated counters and errata counters for the previous games in, the, in that series. And <clears throat> now, uh, just some basic basic things um, real quick uh, the series rule book well actually let me let me stick with some of the some of the things I think uh, Dave was about to allude to when it comes to the primer um, when you before you even begin um, uh, before you even be open you know before you even start working your way through the scenarios in the Fontenoy game you want to make sure that you have these these things first you want to make sure that you get a copy of the bar primer latest Three, third edition, which you can you can download a copy of it on the um, on the Wargamer Vault for like I think it's uh, what is it like six bucks I believe or you know eighteen bucks I'm sorry eighteen bucks 
I would not use the first edition because there's been a lot of changes made made in the first edition of the game, physical copy of the game, or physical copy of the primer versus the third edition that you can download only in PDF form Sam, off of Oregon Sam, Ball for 18 the, bucks. When did the primer come out? The primer came out in 2013, just a little after the final So this release. is something that would clarify the rules for a system that had been around for seven different versions. And it's been, and so right. basically the primer is for four years and already they've got a third edition of the primer. Great. Right, right. And this third edition now, like I said, if you do plan on collecting other other games in the series, you might want to look into that, uh, getting a, a hold of the physical copy of the first game because you'll get the physical counters. But you can actually still buy a copy. If you don't want to, if you can't find the copy of the original primer, which runs you about 80 bucks right and now here's, nowadays. Here's, and here's the kicker, folks. Mm -hmm. The You can download a copy of the uh, of a snapshot or a cut sheet of the counters off of Wargame Vault for additional four bucks. So you would pay, pay four bucks and then you have to make the counters yourself. Correct. Great. Right. Awesome. Now, yeah, in addition to that, now I'll get to the details of the primer purpose and how the primer is broken down and whatnot and how it relates to the Fontenoy game here in a little bit. But in addition to the primer, so you want to get a copy of the primer from Wargamer Vault for 18 bucks. You also then want to go download a copy of the latest series rules from Wargamer Vault 2, which you also happen to have to pay for. And I think Dave has a Oh, no, what? They, I'm sure <laughs> they should be free, right? Yeah, I'm, no, I'm already out. Yeah, that's I mean, six, that's I six mean, bucks. This, this, is a, this is a period of war that was back in the mid-1700s. Like, mm -hmm. how much new shit can come out about how the... This is... These guys will not stop fucking around with the rules. Oh, this wait. Is oh, it, just wait. Right. It gets okay, better. Go it gets better. Cool. I'm good. I'm okay. Back and this is this is the things you got to do before you actually sit down and play the Fontenoy. Okay. Okay. So you want so we're gonna get you need to get the latest primer copy of it on PDF uh, from Wargamer Vault. You want to get a copy of the latest uh, version of the series rules, which is going to run you another six bucks uh, from Wargamer Vault as well. And then you want to also go to the sites.google.com uh, battles beyond the age of reason website and from there you can download a copy of all the latest or all the updated and eroded charts and counters that you will use within the Fontenoy game and for other games of that series as well so they there is a site and there one yes it sucks that you have to go and download all these all the charts that come with the game itself i wouldn't i wouldn't use those i would right. go to the i would go to that website <laughs> And download and print off. And there's about and there's about how is this company still existing? And there's about sixteen there's about sixteen pages worth of tables and charts. And there's that's just for the tables and charts. There's a ton of summary rules and help files and all kinds of other little and and flow charts for different aspects of the mechanics, such as the cavalry and whatnot. And anyway, there's a lot of resources out there that can help you learn this game. And honestly, even though I know all this stuff, it is worth it. Because it is a fun intellectual exercise. Okay, but now yeah. how much have we spent at this point? Well, you're spending six. You're, well, the Fontenoy game is out of production right now, so you're probably, if you get lucky, you might find it. There's some copies still in shrink sold by some places that you know. BGG right now, one sixty-five. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's so, so one sixty-five for that. But what about all the extra stuff? Like all the extra stuff you're talking about? It sounds like it's around <laughs> twenty-six, thirty bucks. Yeah, you're looking at you know six bucks, six bucks for the rules, six eighteen bucks for the primer, 
And then, you know, so it's, you know, 24 bucks. And then you're looking at, if you want the rotted counters, you know, for the previous games, you don't need those for the Fontenot game, I believe. Uh, so if, so if I bought the original primer, I have to mm -hmm. pay now 18 bucks to get the, the correct version of the primer. Yes. Version 3.3, .3, I think is Ugh. what it's at right now. <laughs> oh no, that's the rules. That's the rules. I'm sorry, but it's third edition of the primer and you do want it. There are some rule changes or clarifications in it, you know, and you can get us, you can get a, and then. They do put those updates and those, those all those errata bits and facts and whatnot are found on that website I mentioned earlier. But, Ed, so uh, if if they update what you've already bought, do you get it updated? Since it's oh, through Warhammer. Oh, oh no. No. No, 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 no. So if I buy an RPG through Drive Through RPG, which is affiliated mm -hmm. with Warhammer Vault, if they update, oh. Oh, I get I, I get an mean. updated PDF. Oh, because you own that copy, right? I, I so don't if you know. buy it, do they just update your copy? I don't know because when I, the information that I have it hasn't updated since I bought it, right? And I, I bought it last year sometime. Right, you exactly. would think because Jason, since November of last mm. year okay. and now, they haven't discovered any new revolutionary <laughs> things about uh, the the linear warfare of the lace wars. Yeah. As opposed to the year before that, seventeen forty-five. Oh, they found the, about 20, yeah, 20 new yeah, things. Yeah, I'm telling you, two thousand sixteen was a huge year <laughs> for learning new shit about linear warfare, earth shaking <laughs> changes. Yeah. I'm kind of approaching this review, and it's not really—it's kind of an overview, not really a review. But oh, Mitch is already Mitch is already getting his defenses ready. I know and he's, he's going to come posting about how great it is and like how. It is a great system, though. I'm telling you all this negative stuff up front, though. And uh, and just to, to give you an idea, though, that primer itself is about 90 pages. Uh, the series rule book that comes with, uh, or the series rule book that you downloaded, the latest version is about eight pages. And that comes with a lot of extended examples of play and, and you know, whatnot. And uh, the game-specific rule book, now this is what you can, cannot download in any in a PDF form, but this is this is what you get. This is one of the things, you know, that they don't make a copy of and distribute online. And this is the game specific rules for Fontenoy, which runs about it's 24 pages worth of actual uh, games plus another 23 pages of scenario and order of battle of information. So you're looking at about. Yeah, but I'm that's sorry, in the box, but that's in the that's box. It, right? That's in the box that that's in the game specific rules that come with it. Now, has that changed also? Um, not well. That is, it has. There have been up. There have been. There have been. Well, there's the been Google site for the errata. You have to the, go to yeah. You have to go to the Google site to check the errata for the updated. You know, because I think there's some issues with the unit key that's provided in the game specific rules and maybe even the order. I can't remember exactly, but right off. Okay, hand, so I want I want to hear what makes this game enjoyable. Why well, Why are you going back to it week to week? Because it, it as a tactical, if you're into tactical games, the number of tactical options provided to the player based on the number of the different things that you can do with the unit, for example, all the different formations that you can put in. And then, you you know, there are different... For, yeah, the, Boy in Blue 1, BRB. Okay, He's, he, he just left. He stepped off. Um, the number... Okay. The number of tactical op 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 
options available to you provide because of the number of formations that a particular unit, there are actually like 10 different formations that a unit while they're maneuvering across the battlefield can change into. And each of those different formations provide different tactical options for you uh, based off the situation or you know in relation to the enemy or the terrain or whatever have you. And so all those options are, you know, when it comes to, if you're into tactical level games, it's just, it, no game is the same and no situation. And, and, you know, you'll have two different players play the same game and do entirely different set of tactics. And there actually is, are you there, Jason? Yeah. Yeah. I'm listening. Oh, sure. Yeah. There actually is a, you, they even recommend in the game in the, in the rule book that you actually go and study real mid <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. yeah, you could actually go and explore real tactics that were adopted in, or you know applied in, during this during this particular era, and actually employ those in their execute those particular those same tactics based on this, you know in this game. So when you're changing right. formation, can you just do it at will, or do you have to make a roll for it, like in Musket and Pike? No, you can do it at will. You just do you've it got enough will. movement as long as you've got enough movement points. Uh, and the situation allows for it. So yeah. what drew you to the game? Because, you know, you said earlier you're not really a history guy. This is kind of an obscure area of history. Was it just... Pretty, he likes the wigs and the pretty outfits. <laughs> yeah. well, was, it, was it just the mechanics of learning this game? Or was it was it the, the, the era? That may be part of it. Plus, well, I didn't know anything about the period. And, and I thought, you know, I like to you know, dabble on these little intellectual exercises sometime with a pretty heavy game. And I, I heard a lot of things about the, how great the system was. So I thought it was worth, you know, taking a taking a gander at it. And I've enjoyed it immensely. I mean, there's just a lot to read about the period that I didn't know anything about. Uh, there's a number of books. If you're interested in the War of Austrian Secession, one of the uh, one of the premier books, I think, is by, uh, what is it, Reed Brown, I believe. You can pick up a copy of that called The War of Austrian Secession. I think Rebound's take on it is pretty much the definitive reference on that particular war. And then there are some other books that you can find out there uh, that actually cover specific battles or conflicts within the War of Austrian Secession. One of the books that I found that I'm kind of uh, reading is um, is a is this regimental series out of this UK company. I can't remember the name of it right offhand, but it covers the Battle of Fontenoy and a little bit of the background that led up to it. You know, and um, it's it's kind of like a it's like a, a, a UK version of Osprey games. Mm, okay. Except their book their books are a little higher quality, and they come in hardback. Which but was, it's you know, but it's still hardback, pretty come pretty pretty concise and kind of to the point. Not yeah yeah it's concise. A it covers pages. a lot of the tactic. No, it's about I think the the book is about three three to four hundred pages, if that. You know, and it, and it's and it's an illustrated book on top of it, so they give you a lot of nice charts and diagrams and whatnot. So just somewhere, you know, if the design notes, you know, feed your interest in the, uh, you know, feed your curiosity for the situation, you know, and you want a little bit more, you could. There's plenty of material out there that you can uh, that you so, can reference. So Samer, there's there's is it mm -hmm. there's Fontenoy and Mel. There's two games. Okay, in the game, in one of the things that they that come with the game Fontenoy, the Fontenoy game. Is this other separate battle called the Battle of Mail, and it's a it's actually comes with its own little map, and it's a, it's it's its own little conflict that they, that took place after Fontenoy, and um, it it pits uh, it's a, it's a it's one of the in the there are nine scenarios that come with the game, one scenario there are a couple of scenarios okay let's come back to the primer real quick 
in the primer when you're wanting to learn. If, if, if you can, so, a lot of people can just find picking up the rule book behind the Fontenoy game, downloading the latest rules and then reading through them and then work your way through a scenario. You can do that. But what you're going to find out when you do it that way is you're going to run into all these little use cases. What happens here in this situation? Can I do this? Can I change? Am I allowed to change formation based off this the train that I'm walking through? And what are all the little bitty, you know, exceptions that or, or things or little, um, how should I say it? What are all the little effects that my troops are going to undergo walking through this particular type of train, you know, in this particular formation, you know, and this is only just movement, you know, we're not even getting into the combat side of things. And so you, when you start having these questions, looking through the actual rule book itself isn't going to, doesn't really, doesn't clearly define it. And so they came out with the primer and it, it has, and this primer is fantastic. It's almost, it's needed. If you want to learn the system, you got to download the primer because it's full of, it's, it's, it's full of illustrated examples in detail of all the different formations, tactical option, things to consider. It goes into, it goes into all the mechanics and gives you basically provides you a lot of different examples, visual examples too, on top of it. Of this, all the this, different, this is something that normally we would call the rules. Yeah, you would almost call this the rules. Now the primer <laughs> even tells you right. up front. The time the primer except, would even say that you have the, to buy them. But but here's the kicker, Jason. Mm -hmm. The primer did not come with a version of the rules. Yeah. <laughs> so if you well, bought it, the primer, <laughs> you then had to you then had to buy Fontenoy <laughs> if you wanted to get the newest version of the rules. And and this is the and the thing. Here's another thing about that you. Yeah, the primer here. shows you how to do the rules, but yes. it does not Without include providing the, rules. You the rules. Yes, you need the rules. Paper's it's expensive. It's yes. so fucking. It is the whole thing is so crazy. Yeah, and it, and like I said, it's a it's it's a what is it a masochist you know wet dream you know when it comes to wargaming. But th that's pretty much all this company does, right? Is mm -hmm. these games. I'm amazed that Labatai has so, not gone the same way. I mean, as much as they keep changing the rules, but like basically, I have already like downloaded every copy of uh, conversions for the regs that I've available because I just think one day they're going to be like, maybe we should do to this game what we're doing to BAR. So I've already tried to like proactively download everything because mm -hmm. yeah. with Labatai, everything's free. Like so you, weird. You can get the regs. You can get all the game-specific rules. All that stuff is freely available. All the charts. You don't pay for anything. But you want to know something that you know that okay the, yeah that's that's the downside to it. But the upside is is this game and system in general is constantly being worked on. And oh updated. no, it's obvious. And, That's obvious. And, 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 and if you're a lo if you love the system, and they're constantly coming out with new volumes. I mean, one of the reasons. I, <laughs> yeah, one of the, no, one of the reasons. What it sounds like. <laughs> one of the reasons I got into this system, and you know, and, I, and I'm exploring it right now with Fontenoy, is that I eventually want to play. I want to pick up all the American Revolution games. Oh yeah, they're good. They're nice. And, and run through those. And they've actually got another one. I think what is it? Is it Brandywine in Germantown or something? Is that the two that's out there right now? Well, I've, got, then, I've got Mammoth. Or Mammoth, yeah, yeah. They got Mammoth. And then later, there's another one called South of Seven that's actually currently in development, which comes out with, that's actually going to cover seven unique battles within the American Revolution. But there, you know, which sounds like a pretty cool But, but the deal. problem, again, is with the American Revolution, then there's all these other rules. Yeah. Right. Yeah. True. They, have, they have all these special rules to handle the fact that the scale's smaller, mm -hmm. the units are smaller. You know. Yeah, they are a little bit different, but at least you get your, you know, you definitely get they're, your. They're, feet beautiful, well with they're this beautiful. 
beautiful games. They definitely give you a feel for like the excitement and action and drama of some of these battles. Man, it's like it's exhausting. Yeah, and the, the primer the tells you. Who... Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, I literally got exhausted mid sentence and stopped talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the primer even tells you up front. You know when you and I would begin by reading the primer because it gives you before you even touch the rules you can you can skim through the rules if you want to yeah it probably wouldn't hurt to kind of skim through the rules but um the primer will even tell you that there's a certain there's a couple of different ways you can use the primer to learn the rules one is they've got these set of modules later in the book you don't actually have to they don't recommend anybody just reading the primer from cover to cover and learn and then read the rules on top of it you know the primer is there more of a guide to, you know, what are like a, if you've got a question, maybe there's something or some clarification in the primer that you, you know, that'll cover that specific, you know, something on something that you have a question with in a little more detail. That's what it's used for. But then in the, later in the, in, and but later in the primer, they do recommend um, they have some learning modules set up that you can actually walk through and they'll walk you through movement different type you know there's several different modules that just build off of each other and teaching you all the basic elements of the game and the sequence of play and all that jazz and you could learn the game or the basics of it that way or what i recommend you doing is purchasing all this stuff but then having you know read through the rules skim through the primer you know you know kind of set up a solo game and then but then when you really want to start getting into it you want to find someone like a mitch or somebody who really knows the system and kind of walk your hand through a scenario or something like that because you're you're going to miss things you're going to no, make that's mistakes. True. I mean, yeah. honestly, I got to say, playing with Mitch, I played with Mitch at Swolcon. Mm -hmm. we, we played Molwitz, mm -hmm. I think, mm -hmm. uh, and it was much easier. But dude, because I would, I think I would have missed a lot of stuff, especially on like special results and things when it comes to initiative and like mm -hmm. I would not have realized, oh shit, that should have been a special result or he just knew more stuff. It, it makes a lot, but that's true for, I think. That's true. But I think it's, I think for this game, you def, it does make it a lot easier it, it, because you're going to miss if you're just doing it. You, so if, even if two with of the you primer, both, even, even with, with the primer, mm -hmm. even with all the money you spend on all the other stuff mm -hmm. in the end, you still need to find somebody who knows how to play the game. You don't need to, but it definitely <laughs> makes it it makes it much more enjoyable experience. And especially, you know, there's these little situations that come up that and you want to know what you know, the reason why he knows it, Mitch knows it so well is because once you get once you really start to grok the structure of the game and the sequence of play, it actually starts to click at a point. And I think that's where me and me and B Motor are kind of at right now. We start to I mean, our t we're not spending a whole lot of time. Well, we were in the beginning, but there comes a point where, just like with any game, you know, you, it just starts to click, and you just start to move through the turns and everything a lot faster. Occasionally, you know, that you're presented with a scenario that where you have to go look up a little more detail on, you know, and stuff like that. But those are becoming few and far between as as we as we're playing more and more of this game, and then so. But all that said, when you when you pick up this game, one of the this particular game and specifically this game actually won one of its uh one of its one of the things that it's it actually won it it won two charles uh what is it they called charles roberts award this game one of the things right off the bat when you open the box up is the just like a lot of people always talk when they talk about this is the first thing that they really some catches their eye is just the beautiful maps 
and the counters and everything. And those are something are like a work of art compared to other games that you've probably played in the past. I mean, the the amount of detail and love and tension that was that was you know that was you know spent on drawing up these maps that look hand drawn and then the map paper itself is pretty. Wouldn't you say so? I mean, you've played a lot of games. Wouldn't you say the maps are pretty? They're they're some of the better looking maps out there, and there's a reason why it won the Charles Roberts uh, Board Game Graphics Award, you know, back in uh, 2012. Yeah, I would say I would say the maps are really nice. Uh, Mm -hmm. I the one criticism I would have is I think the counters are nice. I mean, they're colorful. I think they follow the lava tile pattern of having like like trying to make it like the pants are the bottom color and the shirts the top color. But especially I've noticed with uh, BAR, it can be very difficult to tell uh, who is assigned to whom in the game. Like the command structure, like looking at the units and trying to figure, is it the, so, oh, there's a stripe down here. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just found it very challenging. And the whole way they use wing commands and then they have, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's much, I think it's another level more of difficulty greater than Labatai. Yeah, I think I, mean, I think Labatai is a much simpler game to play. Yeah, as, he, as Dave mentioned, you know, yeah, the the trousers are, are are a unique color to the unit, and so are the or the type of unit, and so are the so is the blouse, and then going across the the even down to the details of the belt that they're wearing, you know, it indicates the commanders and there, that they're like associated little, with, and there'll be like a little cursive script letter that kind of says what division or whatever they are with brigade or you're like mm-hmm. well is that an s or an l like fuck when's the last time we used cursive like you're mm-hmm. like i don't even i don't even know what these letters look like anymore yeah it's it can be challenging like I it is a challenge but you know what which it, guys were assigned to which units and not to, and i'll be honest with you you know because one thing that's made this experience a lot really enjoyable is that the guy that i'm playing with uh is also just as much interested in the system as i am so it's important that you find someone who's willing to go through these rough times with the game, you know, with you and just stick with it and everything. Cause it's something that you both kind of, it's an enjoyable process if you stick with it for sure. And, you know, so the so, beauty so of the basically maps, it's a, it's an, it's, it, it's an out of print game. Mm-hmm. that's going to require probably about a $200 investment to get into. But, you know, there's a lot of game there. I mean, like I said, we've been playing it for almost six months on and off, <laughs> even at the con. And we're still only halfway through the game, you know. And and we because we basically, you know, okay, it comes with nine scenarios. The first scenario, it recommends start off with the first and the ninth scenario, which first scenario is just a handful of troops that with a small little engagement where you've got allied forces uh, attacking a redoubt. And then... Um, and then you know walk through some the basic you learn the basic sequence of play there and then and in, in dealing with the three different types of uh troops that the game represents which is battalion infantry units uh regimental cavalry regimental cavalry and um art, artillery batteries uh you basically you've got those three general types and plus the leaders as well on top of that and oh one more thing before we go into the next one one thing that's one thing like i said that's one of the little things that is this game where this game reeks of personality is that each of these units are named units or they're a part of a name or they're a named unit that is or they're or a unit that's part of it a command a named command which you know and and it's just i mean they've got like they've got names like what is it they got names like bly's foot footman or or richie's uh, cavalry shivers cavalry or whatever you know or 
Polony's foot. You know, they, they each of these little care, each of these units, and you become attached to them after a while as you're moving them around and they're doing things and you know and whatnot. So it's got a lot of it's got a lot of personality in that that each and it's also got this. If you have you you've seen the order of battle for Fontenoy, right? You, the French order of battle sheets and the um, and the uh, pragmatic allies order battle sheets. They're in this hierarchical structure on this beautiful little uh, template and. Each of those, each of these unit counters that you have in the Battle of Fontenoy have a place on this thing, and you place them on there, and you can see the structure of your army in this high, in this very visual graphical layout. Uh, you know, starting from the army leader all the way down to the wing leaders, to the to the comp to the uh, command leaders, and down to your to your troops, and all of them are named. And and you know, so there's that, and so. Obviously, the game is pretty, and it, they've spent a lot of time with the little details and whatnot about the game. Well, I, I, Tamer, it, 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 it's, it's clear to me that you you become very enamored with this game system, and this <laughs> game in particular. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. So when you get it, you know you've got the scenario. You got nine scenarios. First scenario is 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 your is your cut your teeth on scenario nine is basically you'll, as soon as you you won't actually start playing around with the actual Battle of Fontenoy. I don't recommend it at least. You'll cut your teeth on that first scenario, and then you'll jump over to that little map that they, or that little battle that comes with the game with its own separate map called the Battle of Mail. And scenario nine is basically the Battle of Mail without all the bells and whistles turned on. Once you, in, which basically gets you into learning the all the basic mechanics, sequence of play, and whatnot. Then you move over. Then you can move upgrade to the scenario wave, which is the full Battle of Mail with all the bells and whistles turned on. At that point, once you've made it that far, then you can start dabbling into the Fontenoy game. And then there's different variants uh, that they have, or different takes they have on the Battle of Fontenoy with different restrictions and right. different things that make it give each. And Fontenoy is different... cool too because mm -hmm. is cool too because it's one of those battles where the French were actually decent. Like the French actually had a good commander, mm -hmm. and you have units like the French Guard and the British Guards and like. Uh, you know, you have like uh, the Irish, the wild geese, you know, the mm -hmm. French Irish. There's a lot of cool units in the battle. Yeah, it's funny. I'm playing, Justin plays the French in all our games, and I play the pragmatic allies. And Justin's all nice and pretty, and they've got all these, everybody's matching. Oh, yeah. And all his troops are pretty, they're pretty awesome in some way or another, you know. And my guys, you know, they're like this hodgepodge of. <laughs> You know they're the they're the they're the mid 18th century version of the coalition, but not a very good coalition. You know, <laughs> but but they right, do it's, have it's the coalition without Marlboro. That's the problem yeah. with the war. Marlboro is not around anymore. Mm -hmm. But it's still fun because I mean the way the scenarios are structured and the objectives, you still have, the game is still very balanced. And you know there are some areas where it's not balanced, but just like any game, but it's still fun to play. And it's not and it's not always about winning in this game. It's just. You know, spending time with your buddies and playing through this pretty rich game. So that's pretty much it. Oh, I yeah, it's I, obvious you enjoy it. Yeah, it's fun, and I would. Give I think this game, I think that was fair. Yeah, I give this game. I give this game beer rating zero. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah, really sounds right. like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, zero. Maybe fun one. level. <laughs> zero fun level. Uh, it's definitely up there near the top. You know. I, right now, honestly, it's it's probably my most. When it comes to operational games, you know, I love the next war series. When it comes to tactical games, this is, you know, this is probably up there with the title. Probably also, I'm probably a bit biased by that because I spent a lot of time and I don't want to waste my time on it. <laughs> so I don't know how much of that, you know, I may be fooling myself, but I am enjoying it and it's a fun exercise. 
So that's haunting away. That's good. Good. No, that was a fair and balanced review of uh, Fontenoy, I think. Okay. With all the, the warts. Mm-hmm. With all the warts, yep. And still loving it. Yeah. Still loving it. Mm-hmm. Like, you're basically, you're bringing this chick to Thanksgiving dinner, mm-hmm. and you think she's the best, and we're all like, are you seeing what that? Mm-hmm. Her? Yeah. Like, yeah. isn't that the chick that you dated last year? Like, wasn't she like, <laughs> oh, dude, Samer's really into this girl, so everybody better be cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but she's crazy. Good for you, Samer. She's crazy, but she's hot. I know, she's hot. The thing, yeah. things yeah. you put up with, you know. <laughs> Only for yeah. so long. And so, yeah, Samer, let me ask you, have you clipped all of your counters for this game? I have. I have. You fucker. I've, I I've knew had you the, had. <laughs> That's what you were I've, fucking I've clipping. Had lo- That's what I've you were the, clipping when you should have been clipping Roads of Gettysburg. I've had the game longer than a week, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had the game longer than a week. I've of had it for six you, months. Of course so. you clipped that game. Of course you clipped it. Yeah. Hey, for the record, I actually went back and clipped uh, some the, whatever counters I hadn't clipped from the Gettysburg game. It's too for late. next year. It's too for late. next year. For next year. Just so we can play. Jason, did you have a game you wanted to review? Yeah, and I'll be fast. Um, okay, good. Okay. Be faster than Samer. The, I'm sorry it took so long. No, it's okay. That's a complex game. There's lots to talk about. Uh, this is Sea Lords, the Vietnam War, and the Mekong Delta. I've had this game sitting on my shelf for a little while, um, and then read uh, Swift Boats at War in Vietnam, which is not—it's—it's it's hard to recommend because it's not. There's not a lot of history in it. It's—it's it's like a group memoir. Um, but it's is there told, a John Kerry counter? Is there a John Kerry counter in the game? They talk about okay. John Kerry a lot in the book. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. They do. Because they're all very offended that swift boating became a verb. Um, they said swift boats are okay. nouns. Um, mm-hmm. So but there's not a counter in the game. Um, but the book is really good. It, it It's memoirs of you know the formation of of uh, the swift boats and kind of how they were refitted and all that stuff. And then these individual sailors talking about how they kind of got not press ganged, but voluntold into, into doing this. Uh, so I bust out the game and set it up and it is a, uh, it is a two player hidden movement game. So it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't play super well solo and there's not a vassal module for it. Um, but I wanted to, at least play it and kind of see how it worked. Um, and it works pretty well. It, it, it's a, it, I, I don't know if I mentioned, it's a strategy and tactics game um, designed by Joe Miranda and uh, it works. So that's, wow. that's, that's a plus. That's good. He, <laughs> that's, get, he got it together within a month. We're, we're starting on top. Um, so basically the, 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 the way it works is you set up uh, the the map is a grid, um, so it's not hexes; it's squares. Um, but movement, if you're moving, basically movement is unlimited because turns are like a week, and you're moving on these swift boats, or you're moving in naval vessels or helicopters. Um, right. So there's a lot of freedom in the game. There's a lot of movement in the game. Um, now is movement stopped by Zox? Is that one of the restrictions? Right. On exactly. Movement? Right. Yeah. So, um, but you don't know what's there. So then you have to kind of encounter that thing. And the, um, the, the VC player has, um, gorilla chits that can be like an ambush, 
which is bad for the US, or it can be like an arms cache, um, which could be potentially good for the VC or, or good for the US to, to capture it. Uh, things like civilians. Uh, but the, the way the game works is you, you roll events, and the events are kind of generic and just kind of basically tick boxes up and down. Um, and then you get a certain amount of command points that you can spend. Uh, and the turn goes until both both players pass, basically. So one player can pass, the other person can spend as many CPs as they want um, until they're done. And you can roll over your, your CPs. And you spend CPs to refit units and move and et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it all it all works really well. The the interaction between the units, the the combat feels realistic. It's it's fast um, and 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 furious. There weren't like now are your are your are your are your counters like individual boats? Right. Yeah. They're they're okay. boats or or um, I think I want to say platoons. There's leg units that the that the boats can transport and drop off. There's okay. airborne units that can be kind of repelled in. Um, the same thing with the VC, and they get you know, transports that can bring new units in from Cambodia. And there's there's all these really neat little things in it. Um, the game is super, I'll say, unergonomic. Um, so CPs, uh, you start with twenty five in um, in the first scenario, and then you get twenty five per turn. But there's no way to really track that. So then you're kind of scribbling on paper and crossing off as you go along. Same thing with victory points. Um, so it's a, it's a little bit of a pain that way. This needs a vassal module. I think that would make this a lot of fun because it could it could do a lot of the stuff that this game does really well would translate perfectly into into vassal. Um, so maybe we can re recruit one of the one of the guildies into doing it. Um, so that's it. I mean, it's it. I think it does a good job. So the scenarios are. Um, Game Warden, which is the the early uh, the early portion of, of that that piece of the conflict, then Tet, then Zoomwalt takes command, which is kind of toward the end of the war. Um, hey, hold on, real real quick, Jason. Samer, are you clicking on a ton of shit? I'm, I'm I know. Like just now. Oh. Can can, <laughs> yes, can, you, are. <laughs> can you fucking mute yourself? <laughs> like if, if I, you I insist did. on being on continuous, <laughs> can you just fucking mute yourself? Order. Like what the fuck? I don't know what you're talking about. You're talking about <laughs> uh, sorry. Yeah. Keep going, Jason. So, so in Tet, it's a little bit, um, it's a little bit uh, more stringent on the CPs for the U.S. Um, so the the things that they represent in the game, I think they do a pretty good job. Um, it does take a while to play. Um, I would say, you know, probably four hours, five hours, um, which might be a little bit too long. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, the game says three, but because you're and, doing and so, how, so much of this so, fiddling. So kind, of how do, so kind of how do you win as the U.S.? I guess you just do you capture villages and basically take over territory, and then you're kind of like... Yeah, you're, then you're, you're like, yay, we're all free. Right, right, yeah. You're, you're killing units. and um, Basically, you're trying to get the VC all out of it. You're trying to eliminate their mm -hmm. their like occupation of the area. Right. Right. And, and and they get like can they go try to like is there any kind of like population control or anything like that? Um not not like a hearts and minds. Um there there are civilian guerrilla counters that that 
that uh, interact with with uh, combat in negatively for the U.S. I think most most of it is you know uh, when the U.S. Does, does things in um, in combat, it's it's going to hurt them. Hearts and like, I guess that's how they capture hearts and minds. Like uh, uh, now, I lost my words. Um, collateral damage and things like that. Okay. All right. Well, it seems cool. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty straightforward. I'm I'm glad I I got it on the table at least to to kind of dig around with it. Um, if if we can convince someone to create a vessel module, I'd I'd like to play it and actually see it. Um, so I don't know that I'll give it uh, uh, you know a rating necessarily because I haven't really experienced the game. Um, yeah, double blind as magazine game seems tough. Yeah, yeah, you know I mean? and like you're already getting wargaming magazines, <laughs> and they're, they're tiny. House, yeah, and they're tiny like, counters, and if you're subscribing to wargame magazines, does that mean that you have a lot of face to face people you can play with? <laughs> maybe like, you maybe not. Like, right, kind of like, right. And a four hour game that yeah. that you know you're going to play once or twice. It's it's a little weird, but I was surprised how the the rules are tight. The I think everything's covered, um, which is usually my complaint is that you know there's big gaps in it. But well, I wonder if he hasn't done a similar game that you know he could just port over. You know, kind of yeah, like maybe that. maybe the mechanisms yeah. maybe tried and true. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Lot, lot, lots of fun though. Yeah. Well, good. And how That's much was Sea Lords? Um, I traded it for like an expansion to something. So for me, it was next to nothing. There's a copy on BGG for sale for $35 right now, nice. which isn't too bad. Mm -hmm. The production yeah. quality, it's from 2007. So it's not great. It's, it's kind of the older, smaller counters. Um, it's like but... first edition Fontenoy type stuff. <laughs> not, not the third edition. <laughs> right. Exactly. Edition exactly. Yeah, so an hey, interesting, interesting game. Counters. Samer, I have the counters, so I don't need to, I, I complain even though I have them. <laughs> well, that's good. Good review. Um, yeah. Beers? Uh, I beers? I, uh, let's give it like four, because I think nice. with, the, with the hidden, you're going to want to have, you know, be a little bit clear-headed. You're going to have so, so, big stacks. So for like, for like a U.S. Naval unit, what did you have, like a combat factor, like in a, and there's no movement? So, are there points, or are they just markers, basically, for different units? No, there are combat factors. Let me pull it up. Um, for the record, for the record, my clicking earlier was I was playing a Swift boat on BGG. I sat through about twenty-five clicks, camera, <laughs> and then I was, I was like, "That's it." I was, I was trying. Maybe it's an on-screen on keyboard. So the the. Um, the counters are a little picture, which which are actually pretty nice. Um, the the type of unit it is, and then a fire firepower factor, and then a recon, and the recon kind of gives you a little bit more. Um, so you still you stop when you encounter somebody, but the recon kind of gives you um, priority in combat. Like who you know the the uh, I think the higher recon factor is the attacker, and they get priority. Oh, oh the idea is you detected them right. Like they, they, you didn't get ambushed. It's harder to get ambushed. Exactly. Maybe. Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. Dude. Yeah. That sounds fun. good. And do you think he, like this is just a one-off type system though for him? This is as, as far like, as I know. I don't. I don't know that I've seen anything else that that does this it, with the with the square grid map and the the unlimited movement. 
it's weird that it is a one-off considering kind of how they how they do things so maybe there is something right but i there aren't many conflicts that are on you know fast moving boats on a pretty complex river system like that right that's true yeah yeah very cool interesting yeah very nice something different yeah that's one of the things but still vietnam yeah i always enjoy your reviews jason because you always you explore the outer fringes of the hobby i like the weird shit that i can play once or twice i don't i don't have to spend three months on it i would never play fawn (laughs) noi That's, that's just it's, it's definitely not everybody's cup of tea. Huh? Yeah, I, I no, don't, and that's, that's I don't fun. I don't it's own just, it. Yeah. I own it, and I don't know if I would ever play it, <laughs> but I still own it. You, you enjoyed no. Molwitz, didn't you? Yeah, it's cool. Mowitz. It's okay. It's just too much. I've run to my limit. Of and too much for Dave is, is uh, yeah. orders of magnitude that. too much for me. Federation yeah. Empire is like occupying my brain like a giant tumor. You know, there's like just only so much space that can fit in to my skull. So yeah, that looks a little more complicated than Fontenoy too. It, in a different way, it is probably. Yeah. But yeah. The anyway. rules. The rules. Well, the the for Federation Empire, the rules are not complicated, but there's so many and they're so entwined that it, it's mm-hmm. the way they all work together that can be complex. You know, each individual rule, you're like, oh, this system's not that complicated. And you start playing, you're like, whoa. <laughs> all right. So, it's the way um, they, they interact. Yeah, just the way it all fits together. Yeah. Um, okay, so I've got uh, 1866 from Compass Games. It's called The Struggle for Supremacy in Germany. Now, uh, I was not going to buy this game, but I was buying Dungeon Fantasy on Cool <laughs> Stuff, Inc., <laughs> And I needed a game to put me over the 100 plus for free shipping. So since my current purchasing with the DM screen, all that was about 50, 60, 60 bucks, I decided to pop another $70 game on top of it to uh, <laughs> check me over the 100. <laughs> to just, nice. uh, just nudge me over just that barely. $100. Just barely. Nice. Because yeah. I, have, I have a soft spot for any of these iron uh, uh, late 19th century uh european conflict so 1866 is basically the battle between austria or the austrian empire austria-hungarian empire and germany or under prussia basically between prussia and austria over who was going to be the the master of germany basically so bismarck is kind of trying to manipulate the austrians he wants to, to turn prussia into a german empire that's led by the prussian uh king who would then become kaiser so that, that's what happens with 1866. Um, it's a, it's a card driven game. So Braxton and I actually played it at, at AACCon. And the way it works is there's first like a mobilization period where uh, there's no fighting. You guys aren't at war yet. And you have a mobilization deck. So there's, there's a bunch of cards uh, out of the, the cards that are available to you. And these cards, all have mobilization at the bottom and you can play them for like their event or you can play them for the, the ops points which is basically what we're used to with cdgs um but they're played as mobilization ops points during mobilization and all that's happening in mobilization is basically you have uh maybe some core or units that are out on the map that are like half strength or under strength reduced and you're basically using points to flip them to full strength or bring generals out from your general pool and assign them to different commands. So at some point, somebody's going to pull a card. You can only be in mobilization for so long. I think if you're in it for a certain amount of time, then you automatically are going to go to war. Um, but you can also go to war early. 
So you get a war, like a card that's like declare war or something. And so you play that. Well, then the fucking war starts. And whatever you have on the table is what you're going to war with. So if you haven't managed to get a lot of your good generals out out of your general pool, tough shit. Those are the generals you have. And unless later on you can get like one or two cards that let you pull a guy from, from your general pool, some of those guys are never going to see the battlefield. So, so there's this mobilization phase where basically you're trying, and the the Prussians have an advantage during mobilization. They get like extra points for mobilization. Uh, so a card might be worth three for the Austrians, but it's worth four for the Prussians for mobilization purposes. So basically everyone's mobilizing. And then once you go to war, then you get suddenly these war cards that are then mixed into the deck. And then you're dealt a hand every turn and you basically play the cards as you go, like for, again, for ops or the event or whatever. So uh, it was cool. I thought I thought it uh, played pretty well. I mean, there's there's sieges. You can mask fortresses. Um, generals definitely matter because you can you can pay activation points to move a general, and then he can move like an army with him, like a stack of guys. Uh, as opposed, so you basically your choices are either you can do an event. Uh, once you're at war, you can do an event or you can do activate a general like as an army commander to move a bunch of guys or you can activate like individual units to do things. So um, those are kind of your choices with the decks. Um, it's Prussia against Prussia and Italy against Austria and the German allies. And then France is there, but France is kind of like neutral. So when Braxton and I played... 1866 at, at the con um i tried to like invade into austria on the far east out by russia and i did a really bad job and like my guys got cut off by by braxton and then i had to flee back into prussia and then braxton started like reinforcing those austrians and they kind of invaded into germany from austria so that what was going on at that end um braxton also got very aggressive against italy and started trying to invade Italy and uh, I had a bunch of cards though that I had that allowed the Italians to like get all their losses back and so basically after a few maybe like six or seven turns of fighting the Italians had basically fought the Austrians to a stalemate in Italy and then the problem Braxton had was meanwhile all my Prussian armies were building up in the center of Germany in Prussia I just started conquering all the small German states while he was focused on like trying to invade my eastern flank and uh, I managed to get this huge bunch of Prussian armies together, and we just bonsai through Bavaria, crushed the German allies, then marched into Vienna and took Vienna. So that was the end of the game. And so, and how long did that take? Uh, it so sounds like it went pretty quick. Like three hours, maybe. Wow. It went quick, and because what what actually is supposed to happen is. Um, I'm supposed to gain more victory points by conquering things. And when I hit a certain number of victory points and get to the French card, he can bring the French into the game then. And that creates a whole problem for me because the French start fighting. But because I wasn't doing that well, I didn't have a lot of victory points per se. <laughs> but I had a great position where he basically had a very sh uh, like hollow center, which then I was able to punch through and then just drive right for Vienna and crush him. Like, it was that an auto victory? Yeah. Yeah, it's an auto victory. So once nice. I take Vienna, the game's over. So um, the cards are good. The card There's a lot of cool cards in the game. There's cards for like, he at one point he gave my guys cholera and, uh, <laughs> and 
And, and so <laughs> it the idea when I'm when I'm when I have cholera, if I'm outside of Germany, uh, my guys like lose a bunch of steps as if they're out of supply. <laughs> but because I was doing so badly when he played the card, I only had like one or two units that were actually outside of Germany, so it didn't impact me. And then I was able to just run through and, and pound them. So, but yeah, so we agreed. Like probably. He, he got too, a little bit too wrapped up in his advantage that he was gaining over on the east side when he crossed over the mountains into Germany itself on my, my basically my left flank as the German player. But uh, it would take him so long to move through there, he was never actually going to be able to make much progress. But he left the center very undefended because the small German states just aren't able to handle and stand up to the Prussians. And so I, was, I just had like Prince Frederick Charles, I think, just let a gigantic fucking Prussian army down to, to crush all the German allies. So it awesome. um, sounds like I told a story. It is. It's, when it's I see really, games like, yeah, it, it's a really good i think i think it does a really good job of, of of like kind of like giving you cards and some flavor uh to what's going on i thought uh some of the things were a little weird like i thought out of supply out of supply was pretty harsh like every i think every stack had a chance to lose steps which is really harsh in the game i also thought cavalry might be a little overpowered like cavalry was able to like ride along and cut guys because once we realized how bad being out of supply was was the cav divisions were able to like ride around and just try to cut everyone off out of supply and I, I don't think that's really the way the war worked as much um whatever but see it, but who knows it was also it, our first time playing so we didn't know what cards to expect or anything so you know when i see games like this when i look at that map it just immediately reminds me of paths of glory have you ever played that oh yeah, yeah. Is this it's, it's that very type similar. of game it's very similar and it is it yeah, it's very smart. Yeah. It's it it has point to point movement, um, and mm -hmm. you know they're colored based on it. It the maps themselves also look a lot like uh, uh, like here I stand and stuff like that, where you have someone's fortresses. These are regular mm -hmm. spaces. You know you're moving. This is a mountain space because there's a little bit of mountain and square. So that's how you know you know stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, yeah Bra Braxton, I, I look, I because Braxton pushed early on me, I got really lucky on some mm -hmm. cards. Uh, and there are some cards in the game that are very powerful. Like there's cards like General Staff that let you activate like two or three different officers. I just thought it was really cool how, like, the, one of the things that's interesting is you have senior officers who can move lots of units, but the problem is they're also very hard to activate. So your most senior officer, and if he's a senior officer in the stack, he's the one that's in command. So he's ranked for seniority. Um, so he might be like, over to activate. But the nice thing is because he's so senior, he can move like five different units with him. But I, I can only move him with a card that's a four ops. Where if I had a three, the lower level leaders are threes or twos to activate, but they can't move as many units with. Them. So it was a kind of ni nice. Mm. There was a nice uh, contrast there between the two. But yeah, so it was fun. I think if we played it again, it would go differently. Mm -hmm. I don't think Braxton would do the same things mm -hmm. he did. But again, we were just learning and and figuring out as we played. But it's it definitely, I think, does a decent job of replicating the uh, the War of eighteen sixty six. A lot of good flavor cards. Mm. Like there's there's cards like uh, like the Germans demand Benedict for the the Austrians. So then Benedict, who's one of their commanders, has to go to an area and be there because the German allies are like, no, we won't fight for anyone but this guy. Um, 
And some of the events are like German or like Prussian only. Some of the events are Austrian only. The other cool thing is it uses rail movement quite a bit. And the Prussians have a big advantage in rail movement because they were really focused on rail, you know, by having a good rail mobilization system. So uh, they have a big edge when it, they get like three extra movement points, I think, when, it, when they do rail movement. So, yeah, very cool. I thought it was fun. Uh, having the Italians participate was great. Um, it was a good time. Bismarck shows his face in the game. Uh, so I would recommend it. I thought it was good. But we, we've only played it once, right? So any any card-driven game, I think it'll be tough mm-hmm. to uh, to yeah. evaluate it because now we kind of have a better idea of what cards are out there. And uh, I think we both agreed that we would have done things differently, like having played it once. But, but you know, it's, I think it probably runs like 75 bucks, maybe. And that's a lot for what the game is. But I'm the one that always complains that like victory point games will try to sell the game for forty bucks that they should sell for sixty, and it's got a nice box. Mm-hmm. The map's nice. The counters look great. The cards are there. Um, I think there's only two scenarios in the game. One is playing the war, and the other is basically playing the war with mobilization. So you might as well just play with mobilization because I think that's fun. Because yeah. the whole it idea looks is, like a fun game. The, the whole idea is when do you want to kick off the war, right? So like once you decide to mobilize, it's like you're going to war with what you have, and you might be like, eh, I don't think we're ready yet. Like we need more stuff before we can go to war. Because once you once you once you go to war, that's it. No more mobilizing. So that's it. So I I would give it Take probably it. like a seven and a half, eight, seven and a half right probably. On. If you like, if you like this period, I think there's not a lot of games on 1866 that are going to be good. Um, and beers, it's pretty light Mm-mm. for beers. I think you could probably go four or five beers. I mean, it's not that complicated. Yeah. So that's it. I'm always out. I'm always on the lookout for like games that would be really good for like an act tournament or something like that. This, you know, if it's got the replayability of something like Paths of Glory, but a little bit lower complexity on a somewhat, mm-hmm. at least to me, a little more interesting theme. I think this might be a fantastic game to play. Well, also the the other thing is like pe- generally people complain that uh, the Prussians are too hard to win with, but we didn't see that. So you know there might be some play stuff we're doing wrong. There's a bunch of errata on it, um, so it, mm-hmm. it is a little sloppy. Like some of the cards don't always make sense, uh, but we could kind of we were able to work through and kind of if you're playing it with a friend, I think it's a lot easier than playing with someone who's like. Really, it's really important to them to win the game. Nice. So that's all. That's all I got. Nice. Yeah, it looks. I, I, I. You were talking about playing it, and I just, I had the game wasn't on my radar at our radar at all. And then I saw you guys set it up. I was like, holy shit, it's a CDG, and the map is beautiful. It looks really cool. Yeah, yeah that's what's on my eye when I was. Yeah. 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 No, it looks good. And like. This one also, speaking of missing counters, I hit the tray and the, one of the Italian leaders flew up and I could not find it for the life of me. And I'm, I looked down and in my shoe, between my shoe and my side, Italian general had been lodged. <laughs> so that's why later on, when we lost the Flampanzer Battalion, I'm like, I must have taken my shoes off like five fucking times. I'm like, it's, it could be in there. Like, what is it? That's oh, hilarious. Well, yeah. So that's all I got, boys. Cool. Cool. Take it. Sam, are you ready to go to bed now? It's probably late for you. Sure. I think, I'll work <laughs> I think I've I think I've earned some Spice Channel tonight. There you go. That's right. Treat yourself. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's fun, man. All, All right, time. 
four years and never first time coming on. Yes. Very fun, guys. Very, very fun. What the get, fuck? A, get away from the microwave. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> so I guess we stop this and then I'm going to just send you the, all the all the files. Um, I'll let a, you know I I if a... I need them. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Cool. Sounds good. Sounds good, boys. Thanks. All right, guys. Appreciate it. A lot of fun. Good night. All right. Good night. Visit us at http colon slash slash boardgamegeek.com slash guild slash one six six zero or contact us at advance after combat at gmail.com.